On this episode of Movies Ruin My Life, I out Star Wars two of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. Star Wars. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. The Force Awakens. <laughs> So this is East, and this is Devin, and this is the first panel that we're doing on a recent release, um, not living in the past. And of course, just like the rest of the internet, we're joining in the clickbaiting revolution and talking about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh yeah. Now, the one thing about this, of course, is that we were going to have this discussion off air anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it only makes sense. Hey, we do a podcast. We might as well put mics in front of our faces. And I've been itching to have this conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. When you, because uh, this is actually the second time we tried to schedule this. When you called and canceled <laughs> earlier this week, yeah, he almost killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> I had to fight the gun from his hands. <laughs> what kind of gun? I don't know how I'm supposed to answer. It was, a, my it, was it was a blaster. It was a blaster. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, cool. In it, yeah. Okay. So what I'd like to do with this conversation, if you will, gentlemen, mm-hmm. is I, I kind of don't – we're going to talk a little bit off air as we go from segment to segment and kind of work this out. Um but we are going to have kind of a thematic discussion from segment to segment. We're going to try and keep the, ses- the segments a little bit shorter uh-huh. um, to avoid ranting, yeah, and um, and 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 stay somewhat on point. So, where I'd like to start off, uh, if that's okay, uh-huh. in this first of four passionate segments about Star Wars, <sighs> I'd like to ask: Is this a successful successor? To the original trilogy. Yes. Uh, absolutely. I I didn't feel bothered by it. Devin, did you feel there, bothered there's, by it? There's no doubt in my mind that this, um, I think as like we had, we had talked about this um, a little bit uh, just, just a bit after we saw it. And, but uh, I think it was, if, if the, the original trilogy, if I didn't consider them kind of one movie, you know, mm-hmm. one one yeah. kind of uh, story arc, then this would probably be the best. I I know I'm going to take shit for yeah, that. Yeah, wow, but, that's because it's a bold statement. You know, the movie just came out. It's hard to tell how this is going to sit. We've had you know, a couple days, two really. generations to sit on on the original yeah. trilogy. Yeah, and you only a couple days to really. Uh, digest you know the force awakens because it's such a hard hit you know what i mean mm. going to see that movie because i've so i've only i've seen it the one time i was engulfed yeah that entire time but i'm like so emotions heavy because you know are we am i are we doing like spoilers there spoiler alerts are we just assume yeah let's go ahead movie? let's go ahead and right now we're we're gonna put it up spoiler alert the whole episode i uh, uh, one i'm gonna repeatedly hit Eats microphone for some reason. Sorry about that. Oh, good. Um, and uh, secondly, we are going to talk about this film. Gloves off. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear this and you haven't seen Star Wars yet, um, you're crazy. And also, why are you listening to this episode in the first place? Um, we're talking about anything you want. Anything you want, bring it up, please. Okay, cool. Um, 
like it's really it's a hard watch because you love I love Star Wars so much as we all do. You know what I mean? So when you're making it for a new generation and they they have to cap off all the old characters and they got to you got to make me give a shit about all these new characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot. That's a lot of work. I mean, to it have might, to do. It might even you know. It might even just be that um uh, you know when you hear like a good new Weezer song, it doesn't happen very often. But you know, what, you know when that happens, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, and it and it feels so much better because of all of the the shitty years, you know, all Absolutely. all of the bad years of, after after Pinkerton. I think I maybe it's kind of that, you know, maybe it is the the um, the weight that I put on those, um, you know, the the original trilogy and how utterly awful the prequels were like they just terrible okay here's where i stand on this i think that the force awakens yes to answer my own question it is a successful successor uh to both uh trilogies because it actually manages to make the prequels better um Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is they well First of all, I just want to talk quickly about the the quality of the fighting. Okay? Okay. So when you go back to, if we're going on the Star Wars timeline, not the release timeline, but the canon storyline, mm-hmm. the, the best Jedis, the most elaborate fight sequences uh, with, you know, all the bells and whistles, mm-hmm. whether you love them or hate them, happen in the uh, prequels, per se. You know, the flipping, the nonsense mm-hmm. all, all of this stuff happens in the best uh, to the best extent the, the the strongest you know purest jedi if you will and the best of them being anakin so his ability as as darth vader obviously to when someone's close you know do the your sister thing and all, all that you know the the ability to say for example the, the mind reading and stuff like that it was never an effort for mm-hmm. all of these jedi and sith respectively okay and then you go through to uh, the original trilogy and you see Luke's progression but even at the end of the series he's much in the way that George Lucas kind of envisioned it he's much treating this the lightsaber as a sword and it's heavy and the the movement is 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 that sort of thing so even though Luke is flipping around he he has the moments obviously where he uh he he jumps out of the uh the freezing yeah in the in empire yeah in empire and and mm-hmm. so forth um why can I not think of what the hell it's called? Oh, carbonite, carbonite, the carbonite, the carbonite, carbonite chamber. Chamber. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and you know he has these more athletic moments. You see mm-hmm. all the training sequences and so forth. And then in the uh, in the what will be the new trilogy per se, um, you see Kylo Ren, who is the only really trained on either side of the fence that you get to see in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, trained sith or wherever he sits on that spectrum because they haven't really come out and said specifically that you know the knights of ren are sith and and that it's it's still a gray area is my point absolutely but you see the way that he 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 handles his weapon obviously the lightsaber itself is Mm -hmm. is, uh shoddily made and the way that he he uh carries himself is much more um reactionary and even though it's wicked the way that, for example, he could stop uh, the blaster shot or the way that he reads people's minds, it takes a lot of effort, which Darth Vader never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darth Sidious, obviously, same thing. Much the same with Yoda or, you know, 
even if you want to go back again to the the prequels, yeah. Mace Windu, these uh-huh. sorts of characters, uh, even Obi Wan, etc. You, <clears throat> so what it's actually done is it's it's taken much like say for example the evolution of music mm-hmm. so you have like the purest form of a genre and then you have all the subgenres that follow thereafter and while they're taking elements therefrom you know it's it's not the fucking beatles or it's not the fucking sex yeah. pistols or whatever it is you know so i i love that just in in its the fact that that film exists actually makes the prequels better for me simply on the fact that i can sit through the almost comical action sequences um and yoda flipping around and shit because i now understand that this is the purest form of a jedi and the purest form of a sith versus um what you see nowadays growing in in the in the films because it yeah it 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 is a diluted form and there isn't the proper instruction there isn't the proper system Mm -hmm. for either side which is actually creating balance to the force which we'll also get into yes uh Good thing you stopped me right there. I was about to go right into it. Mm-hmm. Balance of the Force. Oh man, there's no, some... you, no, no. Please do. Oh, please do. Um, because uh, well, you know, um, there's a, a great thing. What I liked about this movie was Anakin was, was supposed to be the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that brings balance to the Force. And you watch a New Hope, and you know Empire and whatever else. And you're like, you know, maybe it's Luke, but then you understand maybe at the end of Jedi, okay. It's Anakin. Anakin was pretty powerful. But when you see her and what she can do yeah, and how quickly she adjusted to the Force, when there's a serious imbalance in the universe. Yeah, the, the influx of, of, in, of natural Force uh, sensitivity that, that Ray seems to, uh, you know, You know what I'm saying? Over that the course may, of the film. That I'm yeah. almost thinking, you know, maybe just as a right hook, maybe she's the... Uh, She's what's supposed to bring balance to the force. Well, no, but I think okay, there's there there right there before we get too far ahead of ourselves with this balance that's of the force was, thing. That's why yeah, I, okay. I just wanted to hold. There's a misconception I feel to what the the prophecy is in the Star Wars universe and what it's supposed to uh what the whole fact that that uh you know, there is this prophecy mm-hmm. and what it means, the interpretation in the very films themselves is misconstrued by those reading it. And the same thing can be said for the viewers, I feel, in a lot of ways. Because he's not, like, Anakin is not bringing balance to the Force um, by making it all good. He's bringing balance to the Force by, by the end of uh, fucking Revenge of the Sith, it's two fucking uh, Sith and, and two Jedi. And that's it. That's balance to the Force. You know, there's an equal amount in the world of good and evil or those that can manipulate mm-hmm. those those sides of the force. I, that's my interpretation of it. I know it's probably not an accurate one and the Internet's probably already typing up there, you know, this is a new case. But um, that's the way I interpret it. And the same applies with um, uh, with uh, with the original trilogy in the sense that. Luke is not a full-fledged Jedi yet, and Anakin kind of realizing his character arc, there is an imbalance to the dark side, and him coming back to kind of a centrist position, or even you could say too good, mm-hmm. um, is temporarily balancing that. And then as a counterbalancing point again, with the Republic retaking 
majority of planets and so forth. And and all of these things happening, you now have a counterbalance to the opposing side. Mm-hmm. So now Luke is the counterbalance to that and him training Jedi. Now that scale is off kilter. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though that is that is my interpretation and always has been, um, at least since I could form coherent thought about it. Um, because I, I never saw it as you're just going to you're just going to make everything good because that isn't balance. You know, I think those words are, are chosen with a great deal of uh, intent. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that, say, for example, Ren wiping out and the Knights of Ren wiping out all of the, the younglings mm-hmm. and leaving leaving one master Jedi, you know, again, tip the scale the other way. And you're going to that that's that's what is so perfect about the idea of Star Wars is that it is something that can endlessly carry on because it is a constant classic struggle between good and evil it's not say for example we were just talking about hateful aid it's not that tarantino style uh many shades of of morality 50 Mm -hmm. shades of gray (laughs) that's another film but uh and terrible book uh (laughs) that i actually read you're referencing fucking Fifty Shades of Star Wars right now, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> wait until you guys hear the Batman episode, which we recorded recently. I'm pretty sure I made an off-kilter reference in that film as well. Or in that episode as well. Um, I also talked... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel as though there's it's very black and white in this universe. And, and it is literally a scale. And, and I think that that's... Um, that's the way that you have to look at it. And I think that, that Anakin did do that in both instances when he jumped in, you know, either moved to the dark side and then again moved to the light side. Um, he was balancing the scale. Mm-hmm. So, in yeah. any case, to bring that conversation to an absolute halt. <laughs> but uh, Starkiller Base, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring this up because even in the film, they, they allude to it simply being a bigger death star how did you feel when when you realized that star killer base um you know was was going to be the the big crescendo big action set piece of the film um i know from the sounds of it neil degrasse tyson wasn't overly excited about it mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh um i don't know i mean i was a little bit um I was a little bit disappointed that it didn't carry over to um to the second movie uh, in a few few ways like you know when, with the original Death Star like you know 8000 Bothans or whatever died just so that they could wasn't, know like wasn't what that the, the second? Weak point was no, the first that was, no it was the second one the Bothans is in the in Jedi the first one no. is um no it's the first movie the first movie many so what's, Bothans what's, died to bring his okay point. or no it isn't you're right you're it's right. the third one well Bothans died one. in either but, in yeah. either respect maybe yeah. they didn't talk about them but they died <laughs> yeah, just okay. trust yeah. me trust me on that so, in the acquisition of some <laughs> Star Wars plan he, or uh, yeah Star like, plans. Uh, you're right though you're totally right it's no, Jedi I'm looking like a dick and you now. are the Jedi yeah. fan no I know I know but um <laughs> but uh well, well. They literally, like, they've got a picture of this thing. And they had no idea that it even existed before the movie started. How how does this, like, yeah. just elude them? Like, you know, the, it, it, it's an entire planet that's a giant gun that's sucking up suns. Like, yeah. you expect that maybe somebody's going to hear about this. And, 
you know, and, and the fact that they just kind of threw together this, like, you know, oh, we need to hit the collector. Like, oh, there it is. Okay, blow up that. Like, no problem. Mm-hmm. Just... It's and kind the revisit of, of you said but... you mentioned in the theater the um re kind of revisiting of the uh the trench run yeah 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 you know there had to be a trench yeah, run. it had to be a trench run yeah it was very it was straight up from the start it was almost like it was very a new hope mm-hmm. you know from Poe at the beginning getting putting the chip into the fucking robot. You know, just like Leia did. Yeah. It was very much that. Um, I found, when I saw that, I was kind of like, that's the one thing where I was kind of like, all right, that's a little cheesy. But at the same time... I had no problem with that, actually. And the reason why I did at the same time, I'm just like, one, somebody already ruined it for me before I saw it, but I'm like, I know Han's going to die. So there's... You're kidding. Someone ruined it for you? Accidentally. Is that person still alive? Yes, they are. Don't worry. It's all... I got it all fixed up. Really? (laughs) Yep. That's all fixed up. Okay. I made a plan. I was very upset. It was... That's that's a hard thing to find out. When do they get out of the hospital? (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. All right. Okay. It's already bringing up emotions. Um, Anyway, so like I already already knew that. So I'm just like, okay, you guys are simply doing this because I'm going to have to break down a lot of shit. Mm. from this movie yeah you know again because you love these characters so 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 much man Mm. um that it's like they kind of took a little tab from uh you know the avatar handbook a little bit and they didn't give you a huge story that really like engulfed you in it was something you already were very familiar with and they just overloaded you with a bunch of shit that was going to happen and i totally understand that yeah yeah how, how much space cocaine do you think gets trafficked in droids? Like, yeah. everybody's always hiding something in there. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, well, yeah. And not to mention Han and Chewie have made a living smuggling, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know what? They're sm- they're smuggling a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know? They're smuggling some shit. A hold full of space dope. Space smack. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that stardust, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to... Um, well, before we move on, actually, I, uh, the... Uh, the the, the star killer base thing i wanted to mention um that no one seems to be overly concerned about the ramifications of the sun being lost in that mm. galaxy they're just all like oh well when it goes dark all hope <laughs> is lost but it's like when it goes dark all hope is lost for everyone in this galaxy yeah. mm-hmm. and then it, the planet blows up and that just becomes the new sun that throws off your gravitational uh, your gravity, I shouldn't, I, I can't speak in, I, I mean, no speaky this science, but, um, yeah, I, I, the whole, f- that whole part of it was either a situation where, much like we talked about with the, uh, Indominus Rex, um, you're either in or you're out. And if you're in, then it's an amazing ride, which I was obviously on board because I've seen this film three times more mm-hmm. so than either of you guys. I've seen it once in 3D, once in a regular theater when you went. I came, I, I came along and uh, and then again a third time by myself because I'm a champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of friends. But uh, you called me. I would have I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was already ruined for you. So you would have just been sitting there like, when does Han die? Yeah. Once once they take Actually, the power, because um, <laughs> their planet not become a frozen wasteland as well. Yeah. There's no longer any solar energy. Exactly. That's that. that's the whole that's, point. You know. That. But whatever. I, I'm willing to look past. It's, yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, I'm I willing to look past not, all that because aren't they on the outer rim anyway? So no one cares about those well, fucking planets. The way I look at it is, there's a big difference between like 
the the science of Star Wars, and then like fucking, I'm not go- look, I'm not going. It's not real science. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going into Star Wars to be like. It's, it's like Interstellar. It makes total sense. There's explosions everywhere in this fucking movies. Not to mention laser beams. Come on, let's talk. Yeah, and the, the actual, just the sounds themselves. Like, that doesn't exist in space. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't hear that. But let's move along, because we're griping on this film. I think we all agree that this is, um, it's a good film. It's, it's a great film. Oh, yes. yeah. Amazing. Now, uh, before we go too far, just a quick, 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 quick um, question where would you rank this among all of the live action films? You don't have to give me Ooh. all of the like uh, the we have the new canon in front of us minus all the 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 youth uh, young adult novels. But um, uh, where 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 does this rank for you? Because um, obviously I came into the first one not not kind of going with the New Hope, and and I will right off the bat say this film for me is not better than a New Hope, but that again is. Because I'm I'm apprehensive about uh, putting a film that's so fresh for me, you know, at the top of the uh, of that scale. Same same. I don't think it's better than Empire either, um, because I think that there was a as a as a film nerd, there's a fil- there's a there's a level of um, uh, just in- intricacy that and 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 heart that I don't think that films today can even achieve. Um, so when you have a film that's just so overwhelmingly, you know, heavy on things that you can just fall in love with, both mm-hmm. behind the camera and in front of it, it's hard to to beat it. But and I know you're going to hate this, Devin, but it's better than Jedi. Yeah, see, I'm... it's the it's the it's the way that that Kasdan wanted Jedi to be in my eyes. I think this is a second go around at Jedi. I I would say similar to. Um... Very you bold. know, kind of similar to, yeah, to you, uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, I feel, are, are better. Whereas A New Hope, I don't know, it just seems like a real romp in in retrospect. It's yeah. a real, like, you know, um, I don't get I don't get that attached to the characters, say, for maybe Han Solo and, um, and Obi-Wan and Vader. Yeah. We're pretty mm-hmm. 3D, whereas I thought in like it, pretty much every character in this movie, I, I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's yeah, Poe was amazing. I was yeah, hooked yeah. to the first time as soon as he was like, you know, who talks first? Are we? Are you going to talk first? Or do I talk first? How does this work? You know? <laughs> yeah, I was. I love this guy just immediately, and I'm so happy that they didn't. You know, Oscar Isaac has just got this track record the past few years of just amazing films. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got the Midas touch right now in Hollywood, and that character, as we all know, was intended originally to just kind of do that scene, mm-hmm. and and then kick the bucket um and and you know really jj abrams like apparently there was like a phone call or after he met with oscar isaac he just like phoned him and was like you know what just, just forget about it you're you're staying alive and it, you know it's there's something magical about him there really is mm-hmm. but he yeah was, i mean i think um you know the empire strikes back had that as 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 well that sort of that real like a new hope you, a new hope yeah. you don't really connect to the characters that much you don't really you know whatever um, the Empire Strikes Back story opens up, you know, that one was clearly better. Return of the Jedi, I think just the the thing that people, that a lot of people I don't think appreciate as much as I do about it is just the scale. Like a space fight with like 800 fucking ships is really just cool to see. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, not just that. I mean, I mean, the, um, I, I, you know, really liked, um, you know, sort of the, the interplay between, um, you know, Luke and his dad finally actually talking to each other as though, you know, they they get each other you know on the to AT-AT? some extent 
That's, one, that's, yeah. one, that's probably my favorite scene in the entire film. There is some but, good in you. I can feel it. So, so to that extent, I mean, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi are definitely better than this movie. Um, I think, you know, um, right now, but I think by the close of the new trilogy, I, that could change my opinion. Yeah, because, true, I mean, they also, true, true, they, true. they do draw a lot on, on um, my enjoyment of each, each you know, previous film. Um, and then, of course, uh, anything would, would be better than, than the prequels for the most part. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I I don't, don't hate them. Uh, I'd say, for myself, yeah. uh, Emperor and Jedi typically tend to... They're definitely my number one, number two, mm. and like they're both number one, number two because it's I'm very sometimes I like Empire better, sometimes I like Jedi better, uh, and then I would say The Force Awakens over A New Hope, uh, only because I feel the same way you do about A New Hope. I, I love A New Hope; it's great, mm. but this one here had a sorry, sorry, this one here had a little bit of pepper on it. You know, it was just yeah. it mm. was just something about it. It had the darkness of the other two, which mm. I love. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, you know, Ben, that was great shit. <laughs> um, and then uh, probably after that, you know, then A New Hope. Uh, and then if you want to go to New Trilogy, uh, pretty simple. Uh, Revenge of the Sith and A Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is how I would. <laughs> I've been sitting here for like the past two minutes trying to signal for you to stop banging on the fucking desk. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the entire recording right now. It's just like. Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Like, <laughs> sorry, man. It's just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm into this conversation. I'm not laughing at your choices. I just wanted to express that because you sorry, looked over. Man. I am. I am. I think you thought I was laughing at your choices. No, I'm in. I am in. I am invested in this. And the Phantom Menace is a movie that literally, like, the its entire like. Like the only reason why I could possibly like that movie is for that one fight uh, with Darth Maul, and it's a and great it, fight. It's a great fight, and mm. and like beats anything that happens in Attack of the Clones. I don't know about that, uh, but uh, you know, you know why I don't think that that fight is as great as everyone thinks it is. Uh, okay, because Obi Wan has not—he's not a master, right? Mm-hmm. He's still. Padawan. Yeah, he's still a Padawan. He's still learning the ways of the Force, per se. So his master gets struck down, and his reaction is to immediately get angry. And then as soon as the wall goes up, they just go back to this super fucking choreographed fight sequence. And I realize that this isn't an original thought of mine. I know this is all over the internet. I know that I'm stealing at least 40 fucking people's thoughts. But it it's totally true in that there's the emotional investment that you have for that 30 seconds... When Liam Neeson, um, you know, take, yeah, he gets taken down by uh, Darth Maul, mm-hmm. by Toad, uh, <laughs> um, it, <laughs> or by what's the name of the ninja in GI Joe? Snake Eyes. Snake bro. Eyes, of course. I'm. What? Why are you yelling at me? Because it's fucking Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's, I realize that. The coolest. He is the coolest one. Sorry, but in any case, <laughs> he's the Ryu of. Uh, of G.I. Joe. In any case, um, yeah, he, 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 you have that one moment while they're just staring each other down and you think that this is going to be the most epic fight that you've ever seen in a Star Wars film. And then the wall goes up or the, the force field goes up and it's just choreographed little dance number. And then the same fucking trick that uh, was almost going to fail for Darth Maul works perfectly for... And also... 
they t- then turn that around in the third one, and the same move uh, in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan takes out uh, Anakin with, because Anakin flips over him, Yes, and he only has one side of his lightsaber, and he just chops him in four. <laughs> you know, or in five technically. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it never thought of that. Yeah. So not only is the oh. fight sequence non non emotionally, or, or rather, it it gets you emotionally, and then it just removes that element immediately thereafter. But it also it, it then negates the possibility of that being a valid ending to that fight in the third of the prequels. Ah. In any case. I want to quickly talk about... I don't want to go uh, into characters yet. Let's do that next segment, if that's okay with you, gentlemen. Totally down. Before we go to break, I do just want to quickly talk about all the the uh, the actors that apparently really wanted to be a part of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Most notably, Daniel Craig, who is the, of course, the stormtrooper who is, uh, you know, I will remove these restraints and uh, leave the room mm-hmm. with the door open, and I'll leave my gun, or yeah. and I'll drop my gun. Um, and there's the, uh, um, obviously, uh, Gan Simon Pegg, uh, being the, uh, one quarter portion and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and also he's got some role in her flashback, um, when she's a kid, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll get into as well. And then there's, uh, I know Bill Hader and I can't think of the other gentlemen, uh, who are, uh, I think they're pretty much doing the beep boop yeah. shit for BB-8 yeah. and, uh. And R2. Really? Well, I know yeah, Bill Hader was doing the uh, B88. I didn't know the other guy was BB-8. doing R2. Yeah. yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong about the R2 thing, so don't quote me on that part. Um, and then um, who else have we got? The two guys, uh, the two main guys from the raid and the raid too. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're on the spaceship. They're the uh, they're, uh, Kanja Club. Really? Uh, and then. I didn't catch half this. I have all these people. Yeah, like the, I'm missing a ton of them. I, I just to be clear, I'm missing. There's like there's a ton of other ones. But my point is, now that I've gone on with just people that are in the film, like isn't it amazing how like you've got James Bond in a fucking Star Wars film? Now I realize they're both shooting in England around the same time, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's unbelievable how transcendental it is. Oh yeah, this this whole series, and you know, just think of like think about that. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, it's like working on like, ah, uh, I don't know. Just you love them so much, you know, you don't, you don't need to get paid. To yeah. work on this movie. No, seriously. You know like, what I mean? Name another franchise where not only can you just call up any actor in the world at this point and they'll hop on a plane and do a role of any scale, but that uh, you have A-list Hollywood stars clamoring to do a role where they're completely wearing a mask. You can't get a fucking guy to play, you know, Deadpool. And I guess Ryan Reynolds is obviously willing to wear a mask, although he's still like at the origin part where he's going to, you know, you're going to see his face. Mm -hmm. Like there's no superhero that I can think of with the exception of V for Vendetta, which was technically two guys. And the original one that was cast that does a lot of the original scenes, you know, wanted to, Mm -hmm. you wanted to see his face. Uh, Cal Urban in Dread. Yep. Yeah. 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 I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Was it George Clooney played Stan's gay dog? I'm pretty sure it was George Clooney. Yeah. But well, it, uh, you know, live action. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> the, the, this is how important these films are. It is the it is the 
golden goose, so to speak, of American filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the fact that Oscar Isaac, too, when he was like, we're not going to kill you off, you're going to be in it. Imagine how good he must have felt just to have been like, I fucking yeah. killed that scene. I killed that interview. So, yeah, so hard <laughs> that they're like, we were going to kill you off, but uh, we like so much, Joe, we're going to keep you alive. Yep. How long are you alive for? No idea. Oh, I hope he makes it through. I, yeah, man. I, he's like, he's like, you know what he is? He's like, he's, he's like a wedge hon. Yeah, mm. yeah, very he's, much. He's, he's a wedge hon. He's like he's like in there for like the right amount of time to not overkill the character. Yeah, and he's a badass motherfucker, and he's just like wedge. He's a killer pilot. That got him. The the rebellion really never had any of that too. Like everybody mm. was always very serious and not very fun. Yeah, they they yeah. they would play around with each other, seemingly only when they were standing next to their X wings. Mm. But beyond that, yeah. Like, they have a few, like, warm words before they, you know, you're probably going to die, so here's a joke, and then off to war we go. But besides that, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the first character, and he is essentially the the upper echelon, because in the new, um, in the new canon, this first, uh, the, this book that follows A New Hope, the heir to the Jedi, essentially the premise is that after A New Hope, they send, you know, their golden boy, who is Luke Skywalker, on a secret mission and to so to basically and it's and it's leia that does it sort of fast forward to um force awakens and have poe dameron be that same golden boy like it you know that's this is the this is the guy that right now at this stage of of the war you know the or the the um, rebellion rests on on this dude dude on the shoulders of this one guy mm-hmm. and it's pretty pretty insane like the scope of that to be that character in a film is pretty awesome but also just the the notion of of you know it's a wise choice obviously to not kill him off because there's so much fun that you can have with this character but it's just like it, it really shows how important yeah. he could be if they so desire to the mm-hmm. to the world very which is very similar to kind of han you know yeah it's great yeah wonderful all right so let's take a little break and then we'll come back and we will talk characters you want to do characters yeah sure all right do it however you're taking part in this episode please don't forget to leave comments share reach out to us so we can keep the conversation going Okay, so we're back, and uh, although we've actually been talking for a few minutes here about characters, uh, let's actually let's actually do this. Because <laughs> we've, we've already run through all the characters, and now we got to do it again. Uh, let's just move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's some there's some amazing characters. Uh, it, 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 some great, obviously. I I think they did a great deal of justice. In terms of the classic characters, and they they did um, a wonderful wonderful job of introducing some of the the new characters mm-hmm. in the film. Um, do you want to start it off with a favorite character, and then we'll go free for all after that? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I thought um, uh, Adam Driver as as the new um, new main main bad guy, Kylo Ren, is fantastic. Like I think, um, uh, I mean, mask on, 
liked him a little bit more, to yeah. be honest. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I thought he he was uh, just um, uh, an excellent uh, an excellent choice, um, uh, and and just really captivating the whole the whole way through. Um, you know, kind of still um, like so power hungry, but yeah. but really not that great, and all of these things just yet. Like, yeah. Um, is, uh, is great, uh, great to see, uh, especially, you know, for someone from the dark side, like it's not Luke, like, you know, just fumbling with these, these, you know, powers for, for the first time. He's not, he's not being cautious about it. He's just like, let's see what the fuck I can do. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And it's also interesting that emotional struggle Mm -hmm. that the character has very, very unique. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to quickly mention, because I haven't done so in a few episodes, um, there is a train passing. <laughs> if you would like to be entered in our contest to let me buy something for you on my birthday, please email us at trains at moviesfrommylife.com, reference this episode, and you'll be entered to win something for me on my birthday. <laughs> Wonderful. East. Favorite, favorite character? character? Oh, um, probably I would have to say uh, a toss-up between Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac. Okay. Um, because... Well, let's say your favorite character is Poe Dameron. Because <laughs> I already took that one. Yeah. Um, I, the only thing I was going to say about that, which um, what I loved was... Uh, that was the first. That's the first time you actually really see a character in Star Wars full-on idolizing... Um, somebody and really just yeah. being, like you really got to see how human he was mm-hmm. because he just is aspiring to be vader mm-hmm. you know um and that and i loved that he was mm-hmm. that's what made him very human uh in my mind you know yeah and um, i love how hard everything is for him to do like it, it looks badass as a result but it is very hard for him to do all of these things to control the force. It's or rather to uh, to utilize his force sensitivity mm-hmm. and control the things around him. Um, it's very hard, and he puts a lot of work into it, mm-hmm. which is the first time that we've seen that because it, you know, a lot of the times, like like you said, Devin, with the Jedi, you don't really see them testing their boundaries to mm-hmm. a great extent. You very much see them kind of just develop a skill and get better and better gradually you know both with luke and anakin and as well as with obi-wan um you who are the kind of the main jedi that you follow uh through the previous six films that yeah it's very interesting like you said to see someone almost exceeding their limits and and really trying to to push you know to to be you know Mm. like you said east you know this vision of the the perfect uh you know power in the universe mm-hmm. in, in darth vader in his mind yeah uh his so grandpappy <laughs> his pep- yeah right <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> just i just want to be like you grandpa um so i love that uh and um yeah poe dameron he was just uh he was the shit mm-hmm. um just quality in all of his scenes and um He's badass. I just love the whole scene when they were going to the towards the Tie Fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, do you have yeah. A, essentially, he's like, "Do you have a plan?" He's like, "Yeah, I do." What's your plan? No fucking idea. Here we <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> you know that was very. And I, I love Han. And as much as Harrison Ford was in the movie yeah. as Han Solo, he wasn't really like he was Han. But Poe was like he was just, he was not taking any shit. Yeah, having a lot of fun. 
mm-hmm. staring, you know, making jokes along the way. Yeah. That was, I loved it. He was, he was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, he, he's, his traits that are like Han are, are balanced with the amount of emotion that he wears on his sleeve. Oh yeah. There isn't that, um, uh, vulnerability in the sense of, um, the fear, mm-hmm. the fear is not as, uh, prevalent in him as it was in Han. Han was always apprehensive about things and mm-hmm. um, very much a reluctant uh, party in a lot of the a, a lot of the mm-hmm. the action pieces. But because say. he's had, you know, he has he's like the golden boy, you know, for this new rebellion. Yeah, uh, he's just like I gotta I gotta, I gotta fight to live. Otherwise, if I don't win, like we might not win at all. Yeah, you know. You know, Pretty one, cool, dude. Uh, thought that I just had um, the um, in A New Hope, mm-hmm. um, they're laying out the plan like, you know, we're going to go down the trench and then you got to hit this thing that's like, you know, three meters by three meters or whatever. Yeah. And like the first reaction of these guys is just like, there's no way. Like, no, yeah. we can't do that. Whereas, whereas in this movie, it's like, okay, we got to, you know, and, you know, we got to uh, blow up this, this thing and, you know, the fight's going awful and Poe's just like, we're going to do this. Like, no problem. Like, yeah. As they, long they, as there's light, there's still hope or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. never they never really ever had a a kind of fighter ace character. Even mm-hmm. though there were, you know, people who were who were excellent at it like like a wedge or something like or that. Or like Luke. I don't feel that really captures the spirit of, you know, of that that sort of um you know, that fighter ace personality that mm-hmm. like, you know, like World War One dogfighter kind of thing, where it's just like yeah. if you were the best, like you were so much better than everybody else to an extent that it just felt. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know I was just uh, as you were saying that I I was thinking about um, well I think pr- probably all of our grandfathers served in the Second World War. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. No. Mine was no. mine was oh, okay. mine was drafted, but uh, he. Uh, he got to leave, the war ended before he got to go anywhere. Oh, I so. see. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah, my grandfather was over there. Uh, the full extent of the war, minus about nine or ten months, because they wouldn't give him medical clearance because he was a bleeder, and they had to remove his tonsils, and realized, of course, that he 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 excessively bled. Mm-hmm. So initially, they refused him, and then, of course, sent him off as the effort grew. But where I was going is he he told me a story when I was a a child, and. Um, it, uh, the short form of it is, of course, that he, he, he was stationed somewhere in Europe. I, I might, I'll say like Italy or I know he was in Italy at one point, so we'll go with that. And he sees this American fighter pilot come down in a field and this pilot, his plane is on fire and, and his whole, uh, my grandfather's whole infantry is like, you know, yelling at the guy, like, get out of the fucking plane, like, get away. It's going to blow. And this thing's like, it's on fire. And it's, you know, just all this chaos. And the guy is standing there trying to fucking carve the picture of his girlfriend that he's got on the side of the plane that he's stuck to the side of the plane <laughs> off of it. He's trying to like, he's got like a knife out of his pocket and he's trying to fucking carve this picture mm-hmm. of his girlfriend off the side of the plane or like this pinup or something mm-hmm. that he's got on the side of the plane. And they're like, get the fuck away from the plane. It's going to blow. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what you just said about Poe mm-hmm. was very much like, I could see Poe doing something like that. Like, fuck mm-hmm. you guys. Like, I know better. Like, I'm going to just, I can't lose this fucking picture. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or like, I don't care. You know, like he's so both emotionally invested mm-hmm. in everything and also somehow, um, removed, 
to an extent where he he he, he it grants him such clarity with the end goal, mm. you know. And I I, I really love both the humanity and the cerebral elements equally in this character. Mm-hmm. I think it's a masterfully written character. I really, really do. Yeah, yeah. But seeing as this is my turn to say my favorite, <clears throat> my favorite is Ray. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I like Ray so much, uh, well, aside from obviously all the kind of cheesy, you know, who's, who, you know, where's their force sensitivity come from, you know, all of these things, which we'll get into later in the episode. Um, my favorite thing about Ray is that nothing is a hard choice for her. She has a very clear sense as you're meeting this character of right and wrong in her mind. Mm-hmm. And she already, obviously she stayed on a planet for so long waiting for potentially the return of her family. And when she meets BB eight, you know, and, and, and then she, you know, obviously he's trying, he's getting captured by Tito, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, you know, whatever the fuck she says, which I'm pretty sure translates in English to, like, I will fucking kill you, you little piece of shit, or something to that extent. Um, so she does right by him. She tells him how to get to the the uh, town and, and how he can stay alive by avoiding these this area that a droid could not traverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he decides to stay with her, and she's, uh, all right, fine. And then again in town when she, you know, goes at, well, both, refuses to to take money for the droid protects the droid and then again goes after um um finn who is wearing poe's jacket right Mm -hmm. and even throughout the film just this sense of right and wrong that's just beautiful and then the 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 chink in her armor that you see is when she has that flashback Mm -hmm. or flash forward i guess dependent Maybe a little of both. A little of both. Definitely a little mm-hmm. of both. And you have um, her reaction to Maz Kanata being this um, this moment of almost a child's reaction. Just, you know, I don't want any part of this. I, I've got to get home. I've got to see my family again. Even though she already knows that it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she admits as much in the conversation with Maz. And, and you... you in that moment, even though you're with her and you're like, wow, it's so amazing that there is a character like Obi-Wan or like uh, like Yoda um, or even Mace Windu. Like a character like that, you know, in this new film, in the first of the new films where there's no question what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then all of that f- flash forward because I'm taking too long. Um, you get the first kind of showdown with, uh, with her and Ren. And uh, the fear, and then on the ship, you 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 get her getting that force sensitivity, and you get that playful interaction. You start to see the emergence of of the dark and the light, uh, and the conflict that will culminate. And then throughout the film, you you get to see this person who, much in the way that um, you talked about with Adam Driver, is is testing their limits and trying to exceed their limits in a way that we've never seen in Star Wars before. Mm-hmm. Um, on the light side of things, mm-hmm. and it's uh, God damn it! Like it, the character is so good and yeah. so flushed out without giving away whatever bullshit they want to hold on to for the the super geeky fanboys like ourselves um, that want to delve further into this universe and they won it yesterday um 
That's so true. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's so well done. Like you know, and I I know there there's some complaints about. Uh, a lot of things we talked briefly off air and we're not going to get into it with some of the weird commentary on her being why she's a woman and why Finn's black and these kinds of things, which, you know, to be honest, uh, who cares? Because they're awesome characters. So, mm-hmm. like, when you develop a character, your start-off point is, is – is, it's like uh, the early stages of development for a child. Like, it has not yet decided if it's going to be male or female. And as the story develops, you subsequently flush that out, much mm-hmm. like – you know, the evolution of a human mm. um, or should be when it's done right. And I think this is a case where, where that, that stands true. Mm. So that's the end of my rant. Mm. Right on. Do you want to get into some of the other cool characters? Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, go? Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Snoke? Snoke. Uh... Supreme Leader Snoke. I I'm gonna like him Fucking a lot more. Voldemort. I feel when he's like a regular ass size. Like, yeah. Uh, I, at first, I was like, he's he's really big. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was so happy when you saw the flicker. Was, yeah, oh my god. Just like, oh, thank yeah. God, I was I was I was pretty worried about that too, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering where he came from when I when you see him and you you watch this movie, it really makes you uh, think about. All the other people that the Emperor had in command besides Vader. Yeah. You know, because if you think about it, in this huge-ass galaxy, there had to have been other people in different ranks and different command with different <laughs> abilities. Mm-hmm. And it really makes you wonder what the Empire was really kind of doing. And who is this guy and where does he come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, too. I know the Internet's ablaze with theories on him being Darth Plagueis the Wise or whatever. Yeah. And... uh or being the emperor himself. Um, and I don't want to go too far into that right now. We'll get into that later. Um, but at this stage of the game, for me, I almost think who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, I'm in with you is, is, is the Is the movie good? You know, mm-hmm. did you enjoy the movie? Um, and to be honest with you, this... Um, this is the one... A lot of people are, seem to be bitching about Maz Kanata, I think, and we'll get to that in a minute, but... I think this is the one character that, because he was so or entirely CG, uh, especially when you have an actor like Andy Serkis, who, yes, I know, is kind of known for doing a lot of stuff like this, obviously. Gollum, obviously, uh, Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's Caesar, right? So, like, I understand that he's masterful at, at, at it, but... I don't. His vocal delivery is perfect, but his aesthetic is 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 painfully out of place for me. I don't know. Do you guys echo that sentiment or like he looks like fucking Voldemort in my mind? He looks like yeah. he looks like post the last Harry Potter movie. Like okay, Voldemort, you know, somehow ended up in the Star Wars universe, all fucked up from Harry's wand. Yeah, like he got bitch slapped by Harry, and now he's in Star Wars. I think eventually we'll probably see him in like a hood, and like he's gonna have some sort of attire, and that's yeah. And I want to see. I really all want to see what you know they do with the character. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't really have like a huge attachment. I'm like, someone's got to train this motherfucker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, how I how just did get the training on? Get, let's get the training on. And how did you get there? Yeah. And how did you get there? It's probably gonna be a pretty cool story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. You're, and and I'm glad that he's he you know like we said the flickering cued us in that he wasn't big, of course the emperor there's a big emperor in in empire, mm-hmm. so once I saw that I was like okay I'm back in the Star Wars universe no fucking like 
giant monsters or any of this weird shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fine with that. Um, while we're before we move on from Snoke, though, do you think like is he a Sith? Is he Force sensitive, or is he just someone who knows the ways of the Force? I don't. I don't think he is a Sith. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it. It. Um, I like especially you know when when uh, there's that conversation about how he's um, he's losing or or he's using um, uh, Kylo Ren for his power mm-hmm. was was like a, a yeah. conversation and it's like why would a great Sith need to use this guy who's who's pretty useless at this stuff yeah. at, at this stage you know yeah but then again Sidious threw out Darth Maul pretty quick. You know, and same with you could obviously Count Dooku was you know from the he's a, he was a Jedi he was a rogue Jedi so to speak and the, you know the Sith is an order is it not I mean it doesn't it doesn't innately no it's inherently always a master and an apprentice but it but there could be it, many of them in no, theory but, I suppose. but it doesn't but it doesn't inherently suggest that you are force sensitive if or I guess they might not be canon anymore but but a lot of the um, uh, the Old Republic stuff, um, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. And, it's stupid. Anyway, um, like uh, that, that the Sith was was an order whereby if you were force sensitive, you know, you you were leading the charge. But they did have foot soldiers as well. They were they were, you know, they were an, an army like any other that that mm-hmm. you know had cannon fodder like <laughs> that yeah. were technically Sith, but, but yeah, not. so. <clears throat> Like, um, well, like, uh, what's his face? Uh, 14 Arms there in the prequels. Yeah, uh, yeah. General yeah. Uh, Grievous. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. George, George Lucas's cough. Yes. That's... <laughs> <laughs> With the lightsabers. But That's yeah, so, so, so he, could, he, could, he could be, you know, he could be, up, up, you know, a part of the, the Sith Order, you know, in, in the same way that Robert Duvall was, you know, a part of the Corleone family, I yeah, guess. He's, yeah. Like, he's there, right? Like, That's mm-hmm. an interesting can't. analogy. I like that. Um, and it's interesting, too, on the flip side, um, and I'm sorry, I do have to read this. That's why. Uh, obviously, the identity of uh, Max von Sydow's character, am I pronouncing them right, Sydow? Uh, uh, his character at the beginning, uh, uh you know, initially there was a lot of speculation. Who is this guy? Of course, it's come out, and uh, and he's Lord uh, Lors Santeca, uh, and he is essentially. I don't have to read this anymore. I feel great. Um, <laughs> he's essentially a um, he. He over his the course of his life has acquired a lot of knowledge about uh, the Force and the Jedi. Um, much in the way that you're talking about, presumably uh, with the dark side and the Knights of the Republic, um, through his um, fighting on side with uh, with the rebellion, um, yeah. So it's not an impossibility. Obviously, he's acquired. If if Luke is in fact at the, the Jedi Temple um, or the one of the first or the first Jedi Temple, and that's where we find him at the end of the film. Um, it's very possible, of course, that that Max Max Van Sito's character, uh, Lors Santeca, mm-hmm. which I can call him that now that I can say that properly. I think probably internet, you know, what the fuck you're pronouncing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a, he's uh, ascertained his knowledge over the years 
from his, you know, close work with the Jedi. Not necessarily like he didn't follow Luke there or something mm-hmm. like that. And he didn't come across a map. He's 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 gathering artifacts artifacts over time and subsequently has this kind of relic that, that he's able to provide to the rebellion, which apparently he's done similar things in the past, which is interesting. It's an interesting sort of character and very much like what you're talking about with the, the Sith. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also knock down another character. Yes. <laughs> there was also talk about, um, uh, and, and I mean, maybe maybe this is even just speculation, to be honest. I'm not 100% sure. But um, Kylo Ren learning what he knows about the Sith from uh, uh, what's called a holocron. Okay. It's basically a space book <laughs> made Sweet. of crystals, I think. Okay. Is this but, like uh, the you know the crystal that Superman uses, like he throws in Fortress similar, of Solitude? Yeah, kind similar, of thing. Similar, similar. Um, but basically, it's just you know, it's, it like holds a lot of knowledge, you know. So maybe he's just he's you know that's where he's he's really gotten his Sith training from is from this you know this artifact, and maybe that's kind of what Snoke brings to the table. He's Interesting. Like, well, I know, have this artifact. I got this thing. <laughs> So he's really like the here. Sith Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. I got this thing you might want to read. Gonna, <laughs> you're going to go from 50 to 60? Well, like the, that. <laughs> if I may speculate for a moment. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that um, Adam Driver's character uh, has grown up, Ben has grown up with, uh, under the knowledge or under the guise that his father was the strongest of all Jedis and the greatest of all Jedis who brought balance to the Force and all these things that that people say are true about Anakin, right? Um, and I believe that, that the first step and that maybe we're going to see that of turning uh, him to the dark side is uh, Snoke providing the revelation that, no, 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 your grandfather is Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And him being like, my whole family lied to me, has lied to me for all these years. It's a fallacy. My great uh, champion of the Jedi Order, my fucking grandfather slayed younglings and fucking force choked everybody. That's what my grandfather did. And then and then that first twist, you know, kind of opens this terrible Pandora's box of mixed emotions and then him traveling down that route could potentially it could turn from uh, initial anger or uh confusion into this this um perverse respect for his grandfather's uh achievements that he himself his grandfather is ashamed of yeah and it's kind of like you know he he um he realized that he reached the end of of how powerful he could get mm. with with the jedi and so <clears throat> this was the natural progression like explaining that to him you know yeah. that it just Exactly, like you said, like your grandfather, this is who he was. Yeah. And this is who he was at the end. Yeah. Not and, this, and this like, is who he was when he was at his most powerful. Yeah. Write this stuff down, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> that's a good, That's you know what, that's a that's a really cool point, because when, when Snoke was like kind of leaving, you can kind of tell he was, he's kind of like, I gotta go tell this kid, uh, I gotta finish his training. Like, he's kind of like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah. I'm like we were gonna have a conversation. Yeah, bring him, bring and, this kid. Like, fuck. Like, he was already turning his back before he faded away. Like, he was like, shit, we gotta finish his training. Yeah. I had, I had a th- thought earlier that I wanted to put out there. What if he's even bigger? <laughs> what, if, what if, like, this is him shrunk down, yeah, man? He's like 8,000 feet tall. Yeah, like, he gets down on one knee, like, look at here, you little shit. <laughs> 
Your grandfather <laughs> was the like, biggest asshole in space. Saber fighting him with like the tip of his finger. Yeah, and, and, and it's just yeah, Ben just being like, "This guy's so strong." No, he's just fucking huge. Um, okay, so I could never be a Jedi. Captain Phasma. Let's do it. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, so cool. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like. That armor too, like oh, yeah. so sick. Mm-hmm. That's like like Boba Fett times like like eighty times. Yeah. Awesome, That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like we were saying um, during the break, like we were talking mm-hmm. about, um, I like how she's like a mother to these like kids that were raised in this facility to be nothing but stormtroopers, and she you know overlooks all of them. I love that uh, idea of it. Mm. Um, and like it's a real dark twist. They went from clones to being like, how can we? How can you go more controversial than clones? Ah, kids, mm. kids raise them to kill. Yeah, uh, that's great. And the fact that she's the mother to that mm. is great. Um, even in even in the original trilogy, they didn't have so much of that like Sith spirit of like, if you want to get ahead, you got to fuck over the guy who's on who's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's really got that feel to her where it's like she knows what she's doing and really, like, you know, has that air about her that it's like... She's playing games. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, um, you know, more so than, like, a guy like Piet who basically, you know, it's like, okay, this guy's dead. Like, you're in charge, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes yeah. of course. Like, of course I will. <laughs> yeah, like, she's all business. Yeah. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is what, what like, the Sith are to supposed the first to be. Order. Yeah, well, she's not Sith, well, but she's no, devoted but to the, the First the Order. Dark side in, yeah, in general. Um, yeah. yeah, but she's just a soldier. See, it, it's no different than what you could argue for, say, for example. And I know it's a poor example, but say, for example, a German soldier fighting on the side of the National Socialist Party, you know, and how it reshaped Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all Nazis were inherently Nazis; they just. I guess a lot of times are either weak-minded and victims of peer pressure or, or, you know, the, the sense of, uh, much like what you see in cults and these sorts of things, the sense of belonging, the sense of structure, you know, these sorts of things are appealing to humanity, um, on the whole inherently. So if you are on the outside of the, you know, a society and then, at the turn of a movement, say, for example, to that scale or something of that sort, um, to find your place and to exceed expectations for the first time in your life and to belong and to be um, respected Mm -hmm. and and admired. Um, It is, you know, you become drunk with power, (laughs) if you will, um, to a certain extent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, <clears throat> more on what I'm talking about in the new year. <laughs> what is the new year? We're getting there. Well, Couple when more. they hear this, it's going to be not tomorrow, but like the 6th. Oh. In any case. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So uh, there, there's a feeling to it that uh, you don't know. I, I, I get this feeling that a lot of people that are born into the Empire, uh, and much like into the First Order are not inherently bad, much like mm-hmm. Finn. And Finn is the first defector that we've had, that we know of, mm-hmm. of all these years. Um, and it's so interesting because it, it's the first time that you, again, can have this realization, okay, these people are born into this system. 
they it's not a matter of being sympathetic to a cause like the rebels are you know knowing like finding through morality that something feels wrong with the universe um it's the opposite it's that this is the world that i've been brought into and and or this is the world that's come up around me and i belong you know, so it's interesting for a character like Captain Phasma that like exceeds expectations and so much so that she like we were talking about off air. She um, I, I was, I've was i got an article up here on the visual dictionary and, and it's just talking about her um, being uh, just a perfectionist, developing her skill and her craft and and also um, memorizing like we were talking about mm-hmm. off air, memorizing each of the the. Uh, uh, designations of all of the troopers in her, you know, under her control command. Yeah. And, and, uh, there, there's so many things to kind of in a really weird way respect about this character. And I know it's an un, it, it's a character that has yet to be, f- you know, fleshed out. Mm. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the right extent or to it, you know, to a, a suitable, amount to really get a, a grip on uh, you know it, yeah. but you can almost respect that kind of uh, determination whether it's misplaced or not just mm-hmm. that kind of focus like i have trouble getting out of bed in the morning and this woman <laughs> is like uh committed to a cause to an extent that i could never understand like i can't even you know decide what i'm having breakfast that mm-hmm. you know what i'm having for breakfast that firmly you know but that's also what goes back to it which is like the troops and the whole concept of these kids being turned into soldiers that's her baby yeah and then she she has to watch over this which is you know like the first defector it's like well you know you have a defect well it's the first one on record yeah i love how quickly she says yeah that, like, that you know he showed no signs of uh of, of any don't attack don't attack traits. my baby and it's something interesting too i was reading again in the visual dictionary and we talked about it briefly how she uh she has a difference that apparently well we might see come into play she has a difference of opinion on the amount of simulation training that the the troopers get um, mm-hmm. from uh, Dom Hill Gleason's character. And yeah, like uh, I, I would like to see them mm-hmm. go at it a little bit more. I think that might be really interesting. And, and then see her kind of go up the ranks to a, to a certain extent in the way that almost like Vader in the first film was very much almost subservient to Tarkin. Mm-hmm. And to see... Um, and then when Tarkin's no longer in the picture, of course, he's, he's the clear uh, highest on the totem pole next to um emperor the emperor right which is interesting whereas it, it, you know obviously in retrospect he's, he's he was always but for whatever reason he kind of uh which apparently is explained in the book tarkin so i'm going to read that uh why he's kind of uh r- responsive to tarkin's requests or demands mm. but yeah 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 and it's it's um it's with pride and not fear that she kind of passes the buck on on that situation uh, with uh, the defector, and I love that mm-hmm. like so much. Whereas, like in in the original trilogy, again, like when something goes wrong, it's like everybody's like, "Well, well, no, but 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 we never could have expected," or like, "No, no, but but because yeah. you know, they just don't want to get choked." <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. Where whereas you know her, it's it's like, how could you fucking say that? Of course, yeah. I like. I'm on this. Yeah. Like it, it, it just it was a completely different feel um, that, again, you didn't really used to see um, from from uh, the dark side yeah. so much. They were yeah. all, always a little bit more unsure and, like, unnerved. <clears throat> on, and also, on yeah, guarded. Exactly. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which is, uh, you know, I don't feel what what the dark side has ever really been been about. You know, it is about like seizing power, yeah, through excellence, through, yeah, through the person ahead of you dying uh, or <laughs> or failing, and you just doing a much better job. You know, until you subsequently until you, die yeah. <laughs> or, or fuck up, fuck up, and then die. <laughs> <laughs> get forced choked to death. Yeah. Um, who else do we need to address? Do you want to do a quick round on on the the original trilogy, or like just a quick talk on on the characters returning from the original trilogy, just real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to knock down the droids at the same time as well as we should kind of talk about BB-8, so we can do all three droids in one shot if you like. Let's go for it. Okay, BB-8 is great. I love the lighter moment with the mm-hmm. thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> one of the the. the one of the great moments in that film of, of uh, you know, ironically, a droid doing physical humor, physical mm-hmm. comedy. Um, uh, but uh, it didn't take me out of the film at all. Like some of Han Solo's lines, which we'll get to in a moment, kind of took me out of the film a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, although I thought Han was great. Um, but yeah, he took me out a little bit. Um, any thoughts on BB-8? Uh no, I uh, I love the little fucking like, bastard. Yeah, have you He's seen great. some of the uh, designs that they originally were going with, with the no. like the like the the just like a wheel, really with the head like just a big thick wheel and then like a clamp on the side. And there's some really cool ones. You should look into it. It's really cool. cool. And it's amazing how they landed on the one that they finally did. Yeah, um, and I think that's like it's a nice bit of um, of um, practical. Um, extremely futuristic seeming uh, engineering like the Mm -hmm. way that the head stays on top and the ball rotates below it yeah um is is physically done like that yeah you know it isn't uh it isn't just a um it it is a practical prop it's not um it's not a a a cg illusion maybe maybe it wasn't certain scenes yeah but Mm But, well, um, like you probably couldn't roll that on the sand, for example. But, you know, yeah. but but for for a kid seeing that, it's like, how would you even do that? Like, yeah. where is yeah. know, what's holding it on? Like, you know, it's, that, an, that sort it's of kind that. of like R two, a new best friend for children, isn't yeah. it? You yeah. know, the way I, that, watching him go down the yeah. stairs in that scene. Oh man, that oh, was so cool. Yeah. That was so it was adorable. Yeah. Is what it was. There's a serious thing going down, and like. When they're having that serious conversation in the background, like he's still just fucking one stair at going, a time. going down the stairs. Poor bastard. <laughs> Loved him. Loved so him. good. Um, okay, 3PO with the red arm. He's fucked 3PO, 3PO. <laughs> he comes out. Oh, you might not recognize me because of my red arm. And <laughs> just everybody ignoring him. Just yeah. get, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. That's what was so good. Every, oh, man. <laughs> they're, they're so sick of him after 30 yeah. years. But at the same time, it's just like you can't. Like, I fuck, I'm not a huge fan of C3PO, but you can't really. Take out C-3PO. You no, kinda, you mm. can't hate him. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah. It's like he annoys you endlessly, and yet there is something endearing about the character yeah, he, because he annoys you. He's like the Odie of Star Wars. You know what I mean? You no, Odie's great, man. I don't, that's, I don't know. <laughs> Odie's a lovable dolt. dolt. That's a different thing. But yeah, whereas C-3PO is like, he, he's he's the fucking me of Star Wars. He won't shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> um. <clears throat> Uh, also the, the red arm, uh, and they're going to put the fucking gold arm back on too. They allude to it in the film. So it's, mm. you know, just, that 
that's a little bit of a toy thing, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. I guess, I w- I'm interested in hearing the story that they're going to go with uh, <laughs> for how he apparently. I can't remember where that is. That's somewhere in the new canon. I can't remember. But um, and R two, our favorable favorite, uh, lovable droid slash uh deus ex machina of this film mm-hmm. to a certain extent you know just or yeah yeah i'm gonna say that <laughs> you know it's it's like when the, they have no other way to to progress the fucking plot forward he wakes up now i think they're gonna retcon it so because to avoid that whole um thing where they're gonna have like a you know luke told them to shut down until a series of events played out or something to that extent mm-hmm. um but at this stage in the game it's like it's he's the most convenient character in this film mm. he's he is the han solo dropping down during the the x-wing fight in the in the first death star battle kind mm-hmm. of you know to a lesser extent obviously but still love him mm. uh, oh yeah are you yeah Oh man, it's great seeing him in the line at the end when they're waving Ray away. Just like <laughs> bye, and and then he, or no, he's not in the line. BB-8 is. He's on the fucking Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. He goes with her. Sorry, yeah, because he's got to be like, all right, I gotta go back to Luke. <laughs> it's been too long, man. Yeah, man, gotta see my homeboy. <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah. Can't find him on Twitter. There's some other asshole <laughs> at your homeboy. <laughs> That's this asshole. If you... <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Is there any, like R two's return seemed a little bit unsatisfying, but I'm glad that they did it that way because it, I think it would have taken away a little bit from BB eight, so it allowed BB eight a moment to shine. You know, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like two droids fucking bouncing around a ship would would be kind of silly. Um, all right, let's quickly do the other characters. Han Solo and Chewbacca, can we do in one shot? Uh, yeah. Han yeah. and Chewie? Yep. Brothers at arms? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Too many nods. Too many nods. Do you have a trash compactor on this thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 right. yeah. You know, like they like they went into the trash compactor in the first movie. You mm-hmm. know how they, how they did that? Like, but what I, what I, uh, <laughs> yeah, and the classic... Harrison Ford finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um He really yeah. likes wagging his finger at people, doesn't he? Yeah. I um I didn't mind I that. I love he, that guy. I, yeah, I do love him. He's I didn't but he wasn't he wasn't the Han Solo. And that, his response to that, just for the record, is mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Every dog has my house, my house. Um <laughs> Or no, sorry, that's that's Tommy Lee Jones, but still. <laughs> um I ruined that, damn it. <laughs> I, it's all good, man. We could do a fugitive episode soon. Um, uh, fuck, what was I gonna say? Shit, Harrison. Okay, he was Han Don't Solo, worry, but he was cut out that whole part. He was, he was Han Solo, but he wasn't Han Solo. You know what I mean? He wasn't the Han Solo that I loved in Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Um, Poe was very much that character. Um, he was great. I didn't mind that he died, but I will say this about Chewie: that scene when he's like. When uh, Han, you know, he's Ben, and you find out that they named their kid Ben, fucking awesome. And then they have, like, that father-son conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. He gets killed. Awesome. Chewie flipping his shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And killing everything in his path. 
And that's the first fixed. time that we've, or, or one of the first times that we've seen that. We saw you, an empire, right? Yeah, you really see, you like just let, they just let the Wookiee win and just <laughs> fucking like, he just went at them, you know? And that fixed, like, cause I was getting pretty tired of the whole, like, Joey, give me your gun. Hun, you got the best fucking pistol that has <laughs> saved the galaxy in three other movies, and now you're gonna use the crossbow? Come on, man. Yeah. And what like, the you're, fuck? you're trying to tell us in 30 years you haven't shot that thing once. Yeah, like, shut the, come on, bro. You, you, you Come on, that. dude. But, yeah. th- but then Chewie... While, while Chewie was sleeping, you took that thing out. <laughs> you know you did, too. <laughs> what I, you, know what I, you know what I really expected? Oh, yeah, it shoots great. Uh, like, fuck. That's what I wanted. You knew you shot that shit. Anyway, uh, the Wookiee I would have liked it if he, he tried to shoot it. It didn't work, and he threw it at someone. <laughs> yeah, great. Chewie was just so pissed and had to go back for it. Yeah. Like uh, Tommy Lee Jones you know, in uh, Men in Black, when he's just like, I got to go get my gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that exchange but all done with with chewbacca just <laughs> telling han i gotta go get my gun just just jump re- into one of those just, giant things just replace what Chewie. were they called the fucking wheelie things with the uh, i i didn't like them just so re- i don't just, i didn't just, just replace chewy and as a in every tommy lee jones role that's what we should do yeah oh <laughs> this is a great idea <laughs> I've heard something to do this weekend. A lot of people talking about, or a lot of comments that Chewy. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard a lot of a lot of comments from people uh, just along the lines of like, you know, why couldn't? Why did they have to? Like, we understand that you had to kill him, but why did you kill him at that point? Or like, and why didn't you you ever mourn him? He just falls, and that's it. I. By the way, Chew Face. Oh, <laughs> would have made that movie so much better. Chew-ass Marshalls? I was thinking the same thing. I didn't know how it was going to work. I want this over right now. <laughs> I want to just get any other ones out that you need to, and then we're putting this one to bed. <laughs> oh, there's so many, though. But, but Under Chew? <laughs> I, I feel like Han Solo... Um, and and also the fact that he was underwhelming. He's he's just like I've heard that a lot. That that he's like he wasn't the character that he used to be. But look at the character that he used to be. He was the guy like a centimeter away from bottom. He's got Jabba the Hutt fucking after him. He's he's so behind on everything. Like he's doing this one last run for like Luke and and Obi Wan so we can get some quick cash. This shit is like he does not have his shit together, and outside of the context of this of this giant galactic struggle that he kind of got roped into, he is a a fucking sleazy piece of trash. He's, yeah. he's shit. Mm-hmm. He's not. And and were that were that whole you know original trilogy arc to have not happened. He would have been Sarlacc shit, or he would have been like he would have been a carbonite block forever. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was Han Solo, you know, <laughs> over the course of the original trilogy. Had those other characters not been there, so I think the fact that he's just like running freight, owing money to everybody, and the fact that he died because because frankly oh, yeah. he hasn't done something amazing in thirty years mm-hmm. because the the people that allowed him that enabled him to do something amazing are now gone. They're they're, they're- not. They don't, yeah. they, you know, they and either he, don't want anything to do with him or they're 
on some other planet. And, I, and I, I do, I did like, I did like as well how he was pretty flawed in the sense of like, well, fucking my kid killed a bunch of younglings, just like, yeah, just, uh, just like killed Anakin, a, yeah, just like Anakin, and fucking, you know, I, his marriage mm. fucked up, like. Mm. That's what was, you know, he's got nothing. He's like, fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Me and Chewie, yeah. me and my boy, you know, are just <laughs> Silent Bob. Me and Silent Bob are going to peace, you know? Yeah. The I'd... Hobbs to his Kelvin. <laughs> and we're, we're going to Hobbs to his Kelvin. I like that. All right, Leia. I thought, you know, she was, she's so, like, angry and war-torn and bitter. Mm. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. But, I love her being a general, too. Like, mm-hmm. she, she is, is, uh tied to no planet obviously her planet is long gone <laughs> there's a good reason there's a good yeah, reason that she's, she's not tied she's to not tied to the republic she's uh the head of a in reality just this this for the first time truly a real rebellion he's mm-hmm. a teabagger <laughs> yeah I, I still i still love how she's still um i love how like she's she's called a princess but she's like such a crass angry she'll 100 percent accuracy woman She's a badass. Leia is bad ass. And I also loved how at the end of the movie, how when she hugged Rey, um, that scene right there, just the compassion in her. Mm. Oh, sorry, I mean to smack the table again. Um, <laughs> just the compassion in her. Um, Get out. <laughs> in, that, in that hug, you know what I mean? Was she possibly yeah. hugging her niece or maybe, you know, whatever else? We'll, we'll that, get that, into that. That's in the we'll next segment. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was just great. She's... You know, a lot of people are commenting on how she looks and whatever else. Uh, there's no point even going into that because she's a badass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how, that's how you know, that's how she is. She's a badass chick. Yep. I'm and sorry. I, and I love her anyway. Yeah. I'm going to love her. I'd marry her. <laughs> she's like Eleanor Roosevelt. She's yeah. a beauty. <laughs> and she's got a French bulldog that's pretty adorable. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wonderful. Have you seen any of the, the press with Carrie Fisher? She takes that fucking dog everywhere. It's amazing. No, I just read the whole recent thing about uh, you can you can blow us was the thing. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that she was by far the best of the returning cast. Like, or not, okay, not necessarily the best because I thought Chewie was integral to the plot as well. I thought Han was a little bit too too much of a nod, as much as I I, I like seeing Harrison Ford in, in anything. But what I, I okay, I'll phrase it this way: she was the one who I felt I needed to return in the next film the most. Absolutely, you know, like I have no problem if Chewbacca now, you know, now that Han is is gone. Uh, he ventures off and, you know, does something else. I know that he won't because he's a good boy. He's in the, he's the, he runs the Falcon, man. Yeah, it's his ship now. <laughs> um, but uh, she was the one that, for me, when that film ended, I was like, I got, I have to see, like, Leia has to be in, in the story. She's the best, man. She's mm. just, she's just the coolest. I, I would say, even though, you know, only in, like, 20 seconds of the movie and not really worth a con- uh, conversation unto itself. Luke Skywalker, best yeah. of the returning oh. cast. Well, oh my yeah. god, he's so sick. That was <laughs> oh man, and the and the look on his face too. And they're not even they're talking, but they're not actually talking. Yeah, but there's a whole conversation had in in this. Every, yeah, in the oh <laughs> man, just just a handout. But, hey, that's another conversation for another time. You know, <laughs> yeah, lightsaber. I love that. Yeah, where'd you get? Would this? you like a lightsaber? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
again, it's kind of revealed in the in the um, in the uh, visual uh, dictionary there that I was referring to earlier mm-hmm. that it was in fact salvaged from Cloud City. So f- we don't know by who or to what extent uh, you know it ties into the story yet, but um, we know that it was salvaged. Uh, could you imagine finding that thing? Look what I found! It's a hand on a metal well, stick! Well, what if... Because his hand yeah. would still be fucking on that thing, right? In a cold death grip. <laughs> and what uh, What if they then turned around and did exactly what Luke did in fucking A New Hope and just immediately puts the fucking uh, lightsaber side up to his eye? Just like, <laughs> hits the button. Oh, yeah, know. right. And then someone else gets the, gets the salvage. <laughs> Fuck, Luke. You gotta be careful with that thing. Um, okay, before we go to break, I gotta we gotta address the elephant in the room uh, that is... I, it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing, gentlemen. Finn. Mm. Not one of us has talked about Finn. Mm. And Finn is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, John Boyega, and this is something we, we gotta get into in the next segment, uh, which uh, we're jokingly calling theories. Mm. Okay, so... In the theory segment, we'll go more into this, but obviously, um, you're you're a big fan. You were the one who actually talked me into watching Attack the Block because I, mm-hmm. I initially put it on and was like, "Oh fuck," you know, I don't like the aesthetic of this film. I don't like these characters. And you were the one that came to me and said, "No, no, 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 Brandon. Like, you have you will relate to these fucking guys. Mm-hmm. You you have to, to give this film another shot." And I'm so glad that I did because when I, you know, before I – when I heard of the casting and I was like – it was a whole different level for me than if I was just like, okay, who the fuck is John Boyega? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because I was like, oh, yes, that guy's awesome, you know, as a result. And, and um, it, his character, obviously, the most notable thing – and again, we will take it up in the next segment – is that he, he has an American accent. Mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley's character has a British accent. There, You know, there's – accents on either side all across the board dark and light it's there's no prevailing uh dialect um you know or prevailing accent um i thought the english were supposed to be evil and all americans are rebellious so what about obi-wan and uh and and in this case ray and i'm gonna plead the fifth in that argument yeah I guess Obi Wan's like Scottish or something. Yeah, like that. OG trilogy. You had uh, Piet and uh, oh yeah, Tarkin and yeah. Um, many people lost their lives. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're, they're on know. either side of the this spectrum. The language thing, but I do have to commend him because if anyone doesn't know who John Boyega is, they just assume he's American, mm-hmm. and and they assume that he is. Um, a well-spoken American, which is is brilliant. Um, there's no compromise in the accent. There's no moment in that film where I go, okay, I think, like with Tim Roth when we were talking about Reservoir Dogs, like, ooh, maybe they changed the line a little bit to avoid a certain consonant or pronunciation thereof. It's There's none of that here. It, he, You know, you can tell that this guy had a dialogue coach that, does fantastic work and that he is a studious uh and uh committed actor mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. very interested to see what he does outside of the star wars universe mm-hmm. you know between attack the block which is a, you know a really cool concept and a really cool film and this i'm totally on board with this guy and we'll get more into finn's character but i'll let you guys do that 
I love I love him as an actor, um, but I did think there were certain things about his character that I was just like, oh, this is a little bit just like weird in the universe. Um, they're putting him into like like the fact that they do go through all of this training, uh, like we were talking about in one of the breaks, and like, yeah. and like he gets the sweats as soon as he's got to like shoot a couple innocent people or like a well, it's his first it's like, and it is different. Like you do have real <clears throat> soldiers that go through that who've yeah. gone through all the training that you can possibly do, and yeah. and and just you know you're are, actually thrown into a situation, and then you're like, oh shit, yeah. people are just getting. Killed, and then they're, yeah. and then all, and what was really dark about this one as well, and one of the first scenes of the movie was we're gonna Killing get all of them together, yeah. we're gonna get all of them together, and we're just gonna do a group line kill. Yeah, because that's which, what that's what set him off. Which yeah. is like that, you know, and then and everyone's shooting, and that's when he still is just like, no, can't, and well, you know, he started falling apart when the one the, guy with, with the uh, with the blood on. Yeah, his, but that's a realization of death kind of yeah. thing, and again, it's something that I don't think is fair for us to. And I realize in the Star Wars universe, of course, this doesn't apply. But we have no practical knowledge. Uh, thank, thank fucking <clears throat> the heavens mm. that we don't. Uh, we aren't soldiers. Mm. We aren't. Um, we've never had to to face adversity to that extent. Mm. And so, you know, I don't think it's fair to to go one side or the other because mm. I, and there and and obviously in this particular instance you know that there has been many soldiers that literally just get right off of the the helicopter or the ship mm. or whatever and just fucking die mm. because they just they're frozen i i think it would have been nice to see a little bit more resistance for maybe a couple of people you know and have him be the one that fully drops off the map but have a couple of people be like you want us to kill all these guys and then have the uh, driver but, go like but yeah, that's also fear go, too. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's right. an underlying like, sense of bravery sure. to yeah, the character it, because he's unwilling. Yeah, and it whereas everyone else enough. is both yeah. complacent and fearful. Mm-hmm. And you see that again in the scene where fu- an amazing scene where fucking Kylo Ren is just mashing up that fucking computer mm. panel, and the two uh, and the two fucking stormtroopers are walking up and they see this happening. They see sparks flying in the room. They're like, oh, and just go back. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> nope, not doing this. Which I, yeah, I loved because it. Uh, Really, really yeah. humanized again, like the stormtroopers, and um, yeah, and what really also set him apart too. Again, was he still was, easy to kill though? He's the only, <laughs> he's the only one, the first one so far that's actually defected mm. that we of, know of. Yeah, out of this perfect program. Yeah, I, I mean one one other thing, um, you know, again that that I, I mean it's not just that one thing on its own yeah, that bothers yeah, yeah. me, but also the fact that there's not really much much visible camaraderie. Um, he doesn't really his his defection seems a bit easier than I feel it would be in that situation because if you have trained your whole life with these people, there's going to be people that that you do still have have some attachment for, right? I mean, just because you've changed your yeah, mind doesn't mean nothing. you automatically. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, great. We know nothing about the training yeah. process. So again, mm-hmm. very from a very young age, it yeah. could be a very school oriented thing, and they yeah. only actually become soldiers at a later point and and. Yeah. You know, after all of the psychological testing, we don't know. But yes, you're that, that is a fair assessment. There doesn't seem to be any relationship that this guy has with anyone. Yeah. Now, maybe that's just a, a byproduct of where he's stationed. All of his buddies went on to other ships. And yeah. And he was the one that got onto that. And he's the one that's battle. the fucking janitor on mm-hmm. Starkiller base. Yeah. Which, when he defects, man, like those toilets were a fucking mess for the next <laughs> week. 
<laughs> Where's Finn? Who's supposed to clean this mess up yeah. a week ago? <laughs> he was supposed to Finn up. <laughs> it, um, but I do want to quickly talk about um, some of the things I do love about this character. I love his loyalty to Poe in that he is... Um, it's the first warmth in all seriousness, probably ever, that this man has experienced. And as a result of that, you have one scene, and that seems so weird or foreign to a lot of people, like that that he they would have such an attachment, or particularly that, that Finn would have such an attachment. But this is literally the guy that named him for fuck's sakes in his mind. And and this is the first person to ever um give him an opportunity to be the the person he wants to be to uh at least verbally and and emotionally uh rewards him you know and and that's a feeling that one cannot much in the way that for example i, I think a lot of uh, the teachers for example in our life that stick with us in our memories and you know our friends and so forth uh, those kinds of relationships the warmth that you have inherently a lot of those are built out of very singular moments you know that uh, that the connection is 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 based on and i think that how that's developed is so masterfully done um and especially to do it so quickly Mm. the other thing i want to talk about is how opportunistic this fucking guy is and i love that (laughs) because he's got a little bit of han in him too yeah Yeah. um in that he absolutely is just he sees an opportunity they know they realize they've got the best pilot in the rebellion on the ship so he's getting the fuck off the ship Mm-hmm. And he's he doesn't care, he, you know. There's that great exchange where it's like because it's the right thing. You need a pilot. I need a pilot. <laughs> you know, and uh, and then from there, again, when he sees this pretty girl and he's like, yes, <laughs> he's yes, I'm a member of the rebellion. Yes, I'm. You know, you know, this is what we look like. Well, some of us, others look different. Um, and, and then again at the cantina where he realizes that he can get to the outer rim and and so forth and. Um, he, he he's such an, he's got that little streak of Han, that opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, and then again he's also got that streak of Han where he just can't get past that that inkling of good that mm-hmm. he must do, mm-hmm. yeah. and his connection to essentially the the first two people um, to show him genuine, um, you know, reciprocal warmth. Warmth mm-hmm. is a good term. So yeah, someone else talk, please. <laughs> no, um, I just love this character. Yeah, he's no, he uh he's pretty sweet. Um I just wa- now he picks up the lightsaber. Yes. You know what I mean? So now are we going to get and I what I'd really like to see which I think would be really cool is you have two people becoming jedis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you have the Knights of Ren, presumably if you have if you're if you're going with my whole balance thing where it is a scale then you have to have an equal amount of power on both sides of the the struggle, per se, between darkness and light. So it would mm-hmm. be very interesting, yes, to go down that route uh, with him. Mm-hmm. And he was great even with the lightsaber, you know what I mean? He was just, it was like Braveheart. He yeah, well, just... he presumably does have training with that fucking nightstick thing that yeah. the one guy breaks out. So uh, you know, it's not completely foreign to him. Which is interesting, because if... Like, why did why did they give the stormtroopers uh, Jedi training, Jedi fight training? No, it's not. It's not Jedi fight training. It's not even Sith fight training or any of that shit. It's the, he. They have that fucking nightstick thing. 
It's got a handle on. It's different. I understand. Oh, I thought Which it was. The... I thought it was for defending against Jedi. What? No, no but Jedi don't exist anymore. You know, Luke. They fucking killed them all except for Luke Skywalker, who they're you know oh, real, trying to get real to. good ass kicking stick. That's yeah, all. <laughs> that's, that's good. Enough. Good for kicking ass. Yeah, it's uh, it's my. What I am really excited for is to see him in a showdown with Phasma. Because they mm-hmm. did have that yeah. moment where yeah. she's like, I'm going to fucking like, kill you. You got a report for some. Yeah, you're the blemish on my perfect record. Yeah. And, yeah. and so to see them in a in a future movie kind of go head to head and for, for her to still have that, like mm. holding that that uh, uh, over him would be would be a really great. Um, like, I feel like there that was that was um, one scene where where. Um, uh, I just thought like the interplay between those two characters that really oh yeah you know, don't me, yeah like, they're great together aren't they Bo- yeah, both yeah. scenes that they have together both the one where he first takes off his helmet mm-hmm. and she is yeah. not having that mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> and then conversely when he just takes it a little bit too far mm-hmm. um and 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 like Han has to be like come on man <laughs> mm-hmm. um it, those two and uh, the pl- the interplay between them is is uh, the energy is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I, I concur with that thought, Devin. Now, we are already venturing into theory a little bit. Yeah. So let's take a quick break. We'll come right back and we will talk theory. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wrap it up with a quick uh, favorite scenes mm-hmm. roundtable. So, uh, yeah, give us, give us a moment to take a wee. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone to visit our website, moviesruinmylife.com. We're just getting started with all of this, so send us your ideas. What do you want to hear on the show? What do you want to see on our site? Get in touch with us. Tell us what you think. Tell us off. Whatever. Moviesruinmylife.com, that's where you're going to find us. All right, gentlemen. It is time to go crazy with theories. Mm-hmm. And yes. who wants to kick this thing off? Because I I think the the most highly contested questions that we should probably address first, and and join in the internet fanboy rage and fangirl mm-hmm. rage, um is is who is uh, what is Finn's and Ray's ancestry? Mm-hmm. Because neither is addressed. Obviously, one. Very purposefully in Ray, and one maybe as a red herring, so to speak, or maybe you know, legitimately going to play a, a, a role later in Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm assuming Ray is a good point to jump off, seeing as she is our, you know, yeah, sort of central protagonist. Although they, they, I feel they both carry equal weight in this film. Mm. But let's jump off with Ray if that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, if I, I okay. Well, I burp. Is if she is Luke's kid, as I was saying outside, as we were discussing, um, who banged Luke? You know, instead of Cool Hand Luke, who banged Luke? You know, um, Cool Bang Luke. Yeah, Cool Bang Luke. Um, seriously, who did it? Someone had to do it. Chew Bang Luke. Chew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I was saying, uh, saying before, I think that it makes the most sense that she's such a powerful Jedi because she is the brother-sister baby of Leia and Luke. She's got, she's got web feet, is what you're saying? What happened on Hoth? That's why that the boobs. On 
Well, it didn't stay on. <laughs> they sent it to Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to ma- warm up Luke. He was, yeah. so, he was so cold. Yeah, Le- Leia was. Leia just got in the tank with him. Yeah, right. But down out now. Ain't, ain't backed in that tank. <laughs> Tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to clean the tank. Yeah. The, uh, could you imagine that? I wonder if like Star Wars porn music would just be like the music from the cantina and Tatooine. You know what I mean? <laughs> With just like a wah pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're cutting that out. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think yeah. So definitely, it's in my mind, it only makes sense that it's that it's um that it's Luke's kid. Um, because I can't, I just can't see um Leia and Han abandoning uh one of their kids because I know that's another going theory. Yeah, is that it's it's twins. Um, and also that Adam Driver, who clearly has all of his memories, like Kylo Ren or Ben Cano- or Ben, <laughs> ben Solo, <laughs> clearly has all of his memories. So even if Ray, for whatever reason, has uh, only has partial memories of her childhood, what have you, when she was left with, and we, uh, Anker Plot, is this how I pronounce Simon mm-hmm. Pegg's character's name? In any case, um, <clears throat> you would assume, because there isn't a huge age difference, mm-hmm. or at least visibly, um, but again, everyone lives to be super fucking old in Star Wars, so who knows? Hmm. But um, you would assume that that um, Kylo Ren would, of course, be like, "Oh, you're my sis." Or, yeah, or he, Guan. He would. He would have felt. Uh, he would have felt the presence of his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because there is there is that familial uh, force sense that it goes into things too, or rather, just um, a recognition, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not a it's not a familial thing. It's that you you sense a presence that you also have felt before. Mm-hmm. So. Whereas I think if they were cousins, um, maybe he just would kind of feel the fact that there's a very strong. He wouldn't be able to differentiate. Like this would have been the first time he really would have felt of a. A force presence, mm-hmm. or a presence in the force. You know what I mean. Beside in- his confrontation with Luke and the younglings and stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. Like in a very, very long time. So it just could be like a feeling that he hasn't felt in a long time, which yeah. could increase the you know with family emotions. That hey, it's my cousin. To and- go back to the Star Wars uh, funk, uh, sexy music. Mm-hmm. Feeling I haven't wow, felt wow, in a long wow, time. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, who who who's bang, who's banging Luke? Who fuck Luke? Um, well, sorry, you go ahead. Though. He's a Jedi. Isn't banging against the Jedi? Well, code? but there isn't a Jedi order. And yeah. also banging All right. is not. It's the commitment that is frowned upon. <laughs> that's that's no, what they seriously. use as their excuse. Seriously. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. Look, <laughs> the commitment. I, la- baby, I'm, I'm a, je- a Jedi. Yeah, I'm a Jedi. You know I can't stick around. <laughs> it's attachment that, that the the reason that it's frowned upon <laughs> is because of the, Yeah, it's be, legitimately it's it's the attachment because you should be able to of course, you know, travel where you're needed and whatnot. Um mm-hmm. that is the that is the part of the Jedi code. I don't believe Travel where you need it again. Much, much like the misconception about um, the idea of the the one and the prophecy that's that's going to balance the force. I think there's a misconception about that whole. Um, there's not a vow of celibacy. I don't believe. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but my inclination is, of course, because 
and we're going to get into it, but uh, <clears throat> I think that they've done a masterful job. As much as I don't like the idea of, of, of rearranging the canon um, and saying some things are and some things aren't that were or weren't previously, um, there is some interesting elements, and uh, I, I, we haven't gotten to me yet, so I, I, I won't go into it uh, too deeply, but, uh, you know, because I, I want to hear more from you, Devin, but... Um, I think that they've done a masterful job in leaving a lot of open ends, and I'll get into that in a second. But yes, more about uh, well, yeah, I mean, I the don't brother sister n- negative. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I just I don't, um, especially the type of characters that Han and Leia are. Mm-hmm. It, it like they would even if there was danger there, they would think we can we can get through this. Like, yeah, we can we can get past this. So, yeah. So I just don't see them abandoning uh, the kid. Yeah, um, and also the fact that Maz Kanata straight up asks Han who who the girl is, and he presumably knows because they cut away. If mm-hmm. he was just like, I don't know, then they wouldn't have cut away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they cut away? <laughs> That's all you missed? That was, yeah. you know, was what you missed? You can imagine mm-hmm. the cutaway. Yeah, it's like, just like, a shrug. Uh, having the slightest. But <laughs> just a what... shrug, and then he sips his drink. That's yeah. it. <laughs> she knows her ships. Maybe yeah. knows her ships. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, but also at the same time, like, um, when the twins were born at the same time, Luke and Leia, uh, in order to hide... Okay, but that's apples and oranges. Okay. Can I cut you off? Because I, I don't want, I don't want to go down this road. All right, I really, right. really, really don't want to go down this road. Okay, because it's apples and oranges in the sense of that one is born in war times of a fucking dying mother and the the apprentice to the emperor on the opposing side or to the the, the Sith on the opposing side. You know, so uh, the the son and daughter of 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 mm-hmm. of that the, that apprentice of Darth Vader mm-hmm. um, is two children and. Um, the mothers died in childbirth. So the idea of splitting those two up in war times mm-hmm. um, to keep these two force-sensitive children away from being or going into being taken on by by Vader and essentially like mm-hmm. strengthening their enemies, I think is just as much a tactical as a humane thing to do. Mm-hmm. And one of them uh, obviously stays with Senator right Organa. And yeah. his wife, who wanted a daughter. They wanted to adopt a daughter. Mm-hmm. So, okay, stays with them. And the other is taken uh, to be raised um, by Uncle, Uncle Owen. And Aunt 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 yeah, because you know that um, Anakin will not go back there. Mm-hmm. Because there was nothing there for him anymore. He's killed the uh, sand people that they killed his mother. His mm-hmm. mother is not there. Mm-hmm. He has no connection to Owen. So... There's no reason for him to go back. Um, so, I, you know, if you're going to put him in one place and hide him in plain sight, that makes the most logical thing. And also to say, you know what your part brother has become. We need to keep this child out of it. And you're just as responsible as we are. <laughs> so I'm going to stay here in Obi-Wan and I'll pick up some diapers when you need and whatnot. <laughs> um, but you got to raise this kid. It's a completely different thing than like, hey, it's peace times. Yeah. Let's just drop our kid off at the fucking <laughs> Jakku <laughs> babysitter yeah. and never go back. I'm you glad know? you... I'm glad you... Here you go, Simon Pegg. Have a kid. <laughs> I'm glad you put the nail in the car. I mainly said that because I've heard that debate a lot mm. on the internet, and I'm firmly with you. Okay. We just need to... We firmly. Fucking, we got to fucking clear the air for people who are listening oh well they didn't talk about this well yeah we did because that theory is fucking stupid yeah Yeah. it's it's so dumb that i won't i won't have that on this show i'm sorry it's It's okay it's a different thing people were gonna probably discuss it 
I wanted to make sure we fucking not us. <laughs> and, and I mean, if it is if it is Luke, I don't think it it really. If it matters. is Luke and Leia's child, no. <laughs> <laughs> if if it is Luke's baby, frankly, I don't think it matters that much who the mother is because I mean, who's on Solo? He he's got no no force no, powers. But he's got no, he's no, no, you know no, he, nothing no. What? I concur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You say I have I to apply like, with no, agreement. No, <laughs> stop talking. No, <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I think it it really doesn't matter too much at all who his mother is. Um, it it's unintegral to the her who who her her uh, mother is because it doesn't it does it's not integral. We to know who Luke's mother is. Story. Yeah. <laughs> True, but um, so yeah, so I don't um. You know, I don't. I don't really see it as mattering that much. Um, okay, but, but I. I think, to me, it feels pretty clear that it has to be uh, Luke's kid. It has to be a um, in the the Skywalker bloodline, in my opinion. Okay, so th- I'm I'm not going to form an exact opinion, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to leave a bunch of openings here for you guys to run with, if that's okay. Um, <clears throat> so with with Ray. Obviously, in her flash forward, mm-hmm. you have both Luke present, and you have, of course, the voice of both uh, um, Ewan McGregor, uh, which is confirmed, and um, Al Guinness. Yep, Sir Al Guinness, um, and Yoda's in there apparently. But I, I, I no matter snippet, I didn't yeah, hear. It, but I heard. Obviously, I heard Ewan and 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 like what they did with uh, they turned Afraid into Ray. Mm-hmm. So uh, with Al Guinness. Um, now, one thing I, I think we have to point out mm-hmm. is that, because, uh, I, I, you know, uh, Clo- the Clone Wars is canon. Now, I haven't seen a single episode of Rebels, and I know that Nick, who couldn't be here today and wanted to be on this panel so badly to the point where he was an hour before I got back here, was trying to figure out a way to get here to be on this panel. Mm-hmm. Just like by it, divine, inter- he's like, I'm going to burn the, he was, he's working right now. And he's like, maybe I could just burn the building down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with that, uh, that would be wrong. I guess I'll have to. And also it's his birthday, uh, on the 31st of January or January of December. It's on in New Year's Eve, so happy birthday, Nick! Because I know you'll listen to this episode and happy probably birthday, be, Nick. yeah, be really mad about everything that we have said and all the inaccuracies. But um, I have to point out that in Clone Wars, which I have watched, um, there is a clear love interest in Obi Wan's life. Mm-hmm. Okay, when he is uh, when he was a Padawan under uh, Qui Gon Jinn, he is. Uh, he, for an entire year, he is uh, cast with the duty of protecting uh, um, Steen Cries, the uh, Mandalorian Duchess, mm-hmm. right? And in The Force Awakens, you do, of course, see the old Mandalorian flag above uh, um, Maz Kanata's watering hole, mm-hmm. right? So that is an interesting uh, element to put in there, just as a little bit of fan fun as well as there's a flag of the uh old uh empire correct above mm-hmm. i can't think i think so i think so um in any case um so there's an episode of uh the first time that anakin uh meets satine um he uh he clearly sees the this the tension between obi-wan and her mm-hmm. and it goes to an extent where in in that episode um 
there's a, there's a scene in, in the turbo lift or whatever they call them, where in the lift, um, he, Anakin straight up asks him, um, did you guys ever, and Obi-Wan cuts him off and says, I don't see how that's relevant at this time or in this situation mm-hmm. and turns back and you get a shot of animated Obi-Wan's face just kind of being like, Oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he totally banged this, this lady. Mm-hmm. Also, she has a nephew, her and her sister both have a nephew that apparently has no fucking mother. And he is, I realize that the sister is also a redhead and she's a blonde, but this kid is, is in uh clone wars is like a fucking spitting image of Obi without mm-hmm. the beard mm-hmm. as he grows older. So I think they've done a great job of selecting that piece, even if it is a red herring, in that they've left this fantastic um, story arc. And of course, Darth Maul goes on to kill her. Sorry, sorry, spoilers. Oh, the whole episode spoilers, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, and just like, you know, there's many a scenes throughout the series, uh, like the handful of episodes that she's in where she conveys her love for obi and so they've done a wonderful job in leaving that open-ended and leaving the potential there that perhaps uh if in fact my assumptions are correct and this nephew of satine is in fact her son who they're doing the very similar thing again like of kind of hiding who's the mother mm-hmm. and father uh because of the nature of the relationship um had a kid uh you know or even and and that kid would be about the same age presumably as as Luke because of course like Obi's in his 30s or a little bit younger mm-hmm. than that in in Clone Wars right so <clears throat> that's a possibility and that that kid ba- basically banged Luke so like Obi's bloodline and Luke's bloodline are like that interconnected makes sense, which would make sense why her when she gets yeah. the force is kind of a little extra you know yeah. She's got a little extra oomph in her step when it came to that mind control, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can if you can get Bond to do drop his gun, that's that's a <laughs> that's impressive. But in any case, so that is one one interesting thing that I think they've even if it's a red herring, I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh you guys concur with that? I don't know if you I know that it's it's a little bit, you know, yeah. it, like you said Devin, it's a little bit you know, going around a corner that you don't need to, like instead of just going straight ahead, you took the long way around. But it is canon, and they've very, with great intent, designed this new canon. So even if it is, in fact, a red herring, I do like that they've left it so open ended to that regard, where the ages meet and so forth. And there's one more that I'd like to bring up, but sorry, please continue. Uh, no, 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 you go ahead. Okay. I want to hear the rest of it. Okay, so the other. Um, interesting one um is just the fact that in heir to the jedi um the freighter pilot whose name escapes me uh which is the 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 new in the new canon the book that follows a new hope um luke does very much have a a close connection with and it's before his training and it's obviously she dies so you know that that um, it's not their child because uh, much of the book and the book is written in first person. So you you get the I, you get the idea that that there is a frustration there that Luke has left things unsaid. 
but there's a level of humanity in this era, this in between A New Hope and Empire, and I even think through Empire that they're going to expand on perhaps where um, it's leaving enough of a gray area where, again, you can also very quickly say Luke is flawed and human enough of a character that regardless of the Jedi code, because he is the only Jedi, it's if he's instructing new students, you know, later on, it would kind of just be like, oh, we'll do what I say, not what I do kind of thing. And, and much in the same way as here, he's, he's vulnerable and he's looking for a connection that since the loss of his master can't, or he can't find. So finding love may grant him a level of, um, solace or, or, um, uh, fulfillment that he mm-hmm. has is lacking at this point between a new hope and empire in the star wars storyline so those two things again whether they're red herrings whether they're legitimate building points they're they're both uh, they're two scenarios that show two of the most important jedis in the storyline and two of the strongest in all seriousness and the most learned um and and their f- their flaws you know mm. So I like the idea of what you said off air, Devin, in that I feel as though that, that, it has to, that Obi Wan and Luke had a butt baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yep. Sorry, continue. <laughs> wow. Imagine that the Star Wars movie that's a lot like Junior. That is what I said though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't the one I was referring to. I was actually referring to how, um, and it wasn't a conversation we had today. I should have clarified um, that. The Star Wars films uh, have always been, and it's been said by Lucasfilm in its new incarnation, like under the rule of Disney, that that it is a fan, like at least the main films are the Skywalker's stories per se, right? So it makes sense that the Skywalker bloodline would continue on um, <clears throat> to a greater extent than just with, with Ben Solo. Uh, it, it's it's one of these things where where the 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 conjecture about the Obi-Wan thing is such an interesting element because of the fact that, of course, like I was talking about why I like this character so much, there's no um, struggle. There's no inner struggle. Mm. She is completely comfortable in her morality, much in the way that Obi always was, even as a young man. Um, There is no... But then conversely, there is the pilot skills, which is a trait of Luke. Very much so. You know, there there is an amalgamation of the two. And and I, I think as much as it would be very much, it could end up being patchwork. Um, it very much could be a really interesting avenue to go down. If somehow, for the first time in this series, these two bloodlines have come together, um, if they can do so in a non-creepy way... And where it really seems inconsequential to the story, it's just a secondary thing. The Kenobi and Skywalker bloodlines are now going yeah. to. Although, wouldn't it, that I never even fathomed that, nor did I um, know about that in the Clone Wars. Um, Great show! Great that's show! A, that's a that's that's really cool. Uh, that's that's a really cool idea, man. I'm so sorry that I've dominated this conversation for like ten minutes. <laughs> no problem, dude. I uh, Nick would just, be proud of you, me though. You just, you just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's super cool. I, I would say though, one of one of the big theory fuels is that that flash, um, that that uh, flashback or forward sequence that, yeah. that Ray has. 
Um, at least like a lot of what you know what the internet is abuzz with. Yeah. And I think the fact that Yoda is in there kind of does nullify um Obi Wan's involvement to some degree. Yeah. Because it is like these are all um yeah. powerful Jedi that have had something to do with Luke so yeah. so closely that that I think you could I think you could um you could easily explain that away. Yeah. As the, yeah, yeah these yeah. are these are the Jedi that who you know who who are attaching themselves to this relic mm-hmm. because it's it's a part of Luke, not, yeah. not because it has anything to do with, with Rey. Yeah. Not because, you know, eh, just just I've seen a lot of things saying, like, could she be Obi-Wan's son because she because Obi-Wan's voice is in this one part? Obi-Wan's like, son? Or Obi- I, I'm sorry, I've done that twice. No, I'm it's being, okay. Yeah. No. But uh, could, could she be Obi-Wan's daughter? I said granddaughter. She, yeah, granddaughter. granddaughter. Just because his voice is in this one sequence, when but there's so also, is Yoda. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. True, true. And these are the two Jedi that really. <clears throat> but I keep Luke, going back you know? to just the, her personal traits, and as many of Luke's as she has, she has just as many of Obi's. And I realize it's not a a a, a, a thought a thoughtful thing to say but i read an interesting article on reddit that's been going around the internet people have been sharing this a lot and there was a little segment about how her fight um her her her, her approach to the lightsaber fight is very much similar to sir alec guinness uh kenobi fighting in that oh, it's that wow. face forward yeah. first strike straight ahead kind of thing and then the the barrage of of swings around the outside and I realized that that would be a really, really intentional thing. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is interesting. Um, I did want to, I wanted you to expand on one thing though, real quick, if you wouldn't mind. Mm. Um, because you bring up an interesting point. Now, if you're hearing Ray from, from, uh, Obi-Wan and whatever, uh, Yoda says, what if this is a three way conversation that Ray is privy to in like, and, and that the other three are not, uh, that Luke is having, with mm-hmm. Yoda and Obi Wan, the Force Ghosts, telling her, telling him that he has to take Rey somewhere. He mm-hmm. has to get Rey out of, away from him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he is, in fact, the one that leaves her with Ankar Plot because mm-hmm. it just seems so. Um, it's a place that they would never check for someone of Force sensitivity. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting angle. What if she is literally just privy to a conversation and she is. And this is again a, a totally a red herring. Yeah, you know it is something that until you said it, I never thought of it. Like mm-hmm. literally, she's just like a little little girl popping her head around a corner, like we've all done a million times with our parents. You know that are having an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Would yes. you be willing to expand on that a little bit, though? Uh I I don't have much expansion. <laughs> I mean, it's yes, that's uh, you know that uh, ab- absolutely um, be a. Like I, I mean, I guess the point is just that there there are more explanations than just oh you know Obi Wan's there, so so it means that he has some connection with her. They have a connection um, as as well as you know the lightsaber being um, Anakin's uh, original, right? Like that is that is that that's is the, Anakin's that's the Jedi one from lightsaber, the, from yeah, and yes. that's not the one from uh, yeah. that, that Luke built. So. Yeah. Um, so there's all of this this history around this relic. Um, and it's you know, very it's possible that being... Anakin isn't on that same conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Not Hayden Christensen. Yes. 
<laughs> for for any of you listening, uh, as I said that, I just got shot the most evil look that that East has ever produced in his entire life. That's, <laughs> as I said, not Hayden Christensen because he, he the name Hayden Christensen just um, boils my blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean I think I think we've expanded so yeah, much. Can on we this can one we already? go with Finn yeah. here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So everyone knows about this fucking board game that's come out on Amazon, and it says. On it, on this, uh, not a board game, Jigsaw Puzzle, and it, it of course, says Finn, and then in the description of the game, it says, uh, in brackets, Lando Calrissian's son. But, um, and, like, Disney, like, has, like, gone across the internet trying to fucking hide this, but, uh, like, my interpretation on that is not that, that they're, like, trying to hide a secret. It's that someone is producing, like, illegitimate content. <laughs> And and they're trying to like kibosh the fucking uh, misinformation before it gets out of control because that is not new to Disney. Disney does that all the time in the Marvel universe, and uh, obviously it, it's worth discussing. But I, again, like what some asshole accidentally writes in like an Amazon or eBay fucking description, you can't you can't assume that they have the, their finger on the pulse, particularly. Of of Ryan Johnson, a guy who we talked about has made films like Brick, uh, Brothers Bloom, and uh, Looper. I love Brick. I think it's probably the most um, interesting neo-noir done in the last 20 years, in yeah. all seriousness. Now, that may be a bit of an overstatement, but, uh, you know. It's pretty It's <clears throat> Yeah, like, it, this, this is a guy who, who has done three films, and they're all uh, uh, spanning completely different genres and completely different ideas. So to, to, to take from his... Uh, to to even take a th- for think for an instant that you can you know foresee what this guy is going to dish out to you is is insane because if I go back to after I saw Brick and was like and after I saw Brothers Bloom be like yeah this guy's gonna make Looper and and say that I I knew that I'd be fucking lying mm-hmm. you know he's I, turned strange corners every time yeah um and I think to think that Finn is. If Finn does, it turns out that he is Lando's kid, all right. Yeah. But I kind of don't want him to be. Yeah, is, that, is that is that wrong for me to like? Yeah. Want, as I much also as I, don't want to be Mace Windu's much, kid. As much as I love, yeah, yeah like as what, much as I love Lando, like, you know, those two fucking smuggling bastards, him and Han, I, you, you, you finished it. You finished the whole smuggler buddy thing. You yeah. know what I mean? We're fucking moving the train sounds, on. Sounds a little naughty. I like it. Smuggler buddies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they're calling it these days. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's there's been like two brom- prominent black characters in like the entire series. So, so to just say like, oh yeah, he must be this guy's kid. It's like, ah. Uh, like, like, Cop out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, yes, of course, one of these black characters has spawned a, a new black character. Like why? Why can't he just be his own guy? Now, like, why can't he be Luke's kid as well? That's true. I want, and that's something I want. In all seriousness, I know that that's probably a minority opinion, but I would, I think that that would be so interesting because again, you would have this wartime, two children, and now mind you, probably different mothers. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it's it's up Presumably. to your interpretation of, of the Jedi. Cold modern love, yeah, David? yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's like some kind of weird alien where it's like two women, <laughs> baby, one... baby, commitment, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's what it is. Okay, yeah. um, so, so Luke was getting out of this dirty threesome, but I would love, yeah. I need it yeah, elsewhere exactly, in the right? galaxy. 
with other women. But wouldn't that be interesting to have that as the duality where yeah. it's you have two children of of the Skywalker lineage that are again separated in and, war times. And just like tradition, you got a brother wanting to bang the sister. Exactly. That's, that's what that's what kicked oh, this whole thing off because wonderful. she's completely dismissing it as like my friend, mm. you know, and he's totally like, hey, let's baby. do it. So it's also a, it's also the flip from like the, you know, the female mm-hmm. constantly doing uh, doing the uh, aggress- aggression per se and the kissing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the opposite. I think I think if if he is the child of of um, somebody, it would have to it would have to have some significance. So I think that I mean that rules Lando out because I, I it just wouldn't be significant. There would be nothing, no 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 um, no real plot device that comes of that. Um, yeah, it, and if he were Luke's kid, I just feel like it would have been a little bit more apparent that he has some ability yeah. in, in and he, he can handle a lightsaber pretty well for a stormtrooper. Mm. And also, I like that he has the American accent because why else would you have Boyega fucking like have an American accent? Because obviously, like Ray. It's presumable that, like, maybe she wasn't raised by Skywalker, right? Mm. Whereas it'd be really cool if, if like, you know, some way, like, the Knights of Ren got to, uh, got to Finn, mm. you know? And maybe that's why Kylo Ren knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's all speculation, and I think that's a silly theory, to be quite honest. But I would like to see something like that, because that's another problem that I have with these kind of racial divides that people do in their mind. It's like this is fucking Star Wars, you know. You don't have to have if they have black parents, then they don't have to be a black kid. If they have white parents, they don't have to be a white kid. They could be a green, I don't know, some kind of uh, insert alien name here uh-huh. that you know, like it doesn't have to make any sense. It's a fantasy world, and and I think that um, I would like to see that, like what East was talking about, that ascension of two Jedi to balance the Force would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, I mean, like another another kind of um, uh, sticking point there is the fact that that it's not as if um, they just raised him and and he just went to stormtrooper school or something like that. Mm-hmm. He has been training heavily, going through you know rigorous, mm-hmm. difficult, like mentally scarring training yeah. since his since his young childhood. You don't just. It's not where you send a kid, and it's not as if you don't fight to get that kid out of that environment, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just don't see the—I don't see anybody being complacent in this kid being involved in this for his entire life. Yeah, without... which is why you got to think it's ultimately a red herring that is yeah. inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing uh, which I would like would like to see in the sequels coming up mm-hmm. is, uh, and I've been talking about this quite a bit, is I want to see that kid— like death training camp thing that they got yes, going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh that is really that was really cool. I really like that. How do you up clones, bring raise will raise the children yeah. into being fighting machines. And No, I don't think that though like you got this whole idea of like a death camp. I don't think that that is the the environment in which you want to raise an yeah. army. I yeah, I truly I only, believe that they're going to see yeah. this and it's going to be like literally a you know almost equivalent of like here in Canada of course everyone knows that one of the the the, the fucking dark moments in our history as Canadians is residential schools mm-hmm. for the empire to be doing something of that kind of you know assimilating them into or rather the first order into the the culture of the first order mm-hmm. um is just the 
right kind of despicable that I need, I feel. I don't know yeah. why I'm doing this weird gesture with yeah, my fingers. Yeah. Like, just, I say, just the amount of money that yeah. I need. I say death camp just because these kids are just, like, they're just getting destroyed mentally. Yeah. And they're getting broken down. And they are robots. It's very much like Soldier, you know, with the Kurt Russell movie. Yep. I want to see something like that, except maybe Finn flies in with the Millennium Falcon. And you see a wicked fight break out. You know what I mean? I don't know. Something cool is going to happen, but discuss that you know like mm-hmm. let's see what's see what's going on with that and i all what i really loved about this movie was there's so much about the empire that you didn't know was still going on because you only saw in the, that original trilogy a small fraction of this galaxy far far away mm-hmm. now we're actually seeing another another small percentage of this galaxy from far far away and um is that guy really full sith how are they going to go? Where are we going with this? Like, how are they going to level up the the big reveal that happened, like it did in Empire Strikes Back? Mm. What do you re- even need it though? Like, are, this isn't a pain by numbers for me, and I think mm-hmm. I would be very upset if it's just like, okay, well, this is the Empire Strikes Back of this series, so now we have to reveal Raid's identity and have a first like big. Why am I continuing to do the stupid voice? Um, mm-hmm. The like first. Uh, major one-on-one confrontation and all of these things like all of these it shouldn't mm-hmm. be hit points on a chart that you're you've already mapped out yeah i want it to be more organic and why i do like the idea uh why i was so uh happy with the idea of lawrence kasdan being involved in the writing process of the first one and why i'm so happy about the idea of ryan johnson is because i don't think that either of those uh gentlemen are the the sort of people um that would pen something that is simply paint by numbers. No matter how much studio pressure lands on their shoulders, I think that they're they're both in uh, of sound mind to an extent where um, they they are able to in that sometimes constricting mm-hmm. environment able to traverse it in a way by which you can still get the end emotional connection. And that's all that I can ask yeah. for out of a out of a out of a film, like out of characters, out of story, out yeah. of anything. Your job is to elicit a reaction. Now, as much as people say that, say, for example, a film like Transformers failed or things like that, it elicited a reaction. It was probably a lot of involuntary vomiting and like yelling and things of this nature, but it elicited a reaction. Mm -hmm. And obviously you want a positive one for Star Wars. But in either case, I feel as though um, these are gentlemen that can can deliver on this to a high level. So you don't think it's going to be as cookie cutter as this as Force Awakens was, because really it was a straight up, it's almost a straight up cookie cut of A New Hope. Well, yes, with with the strongest elements of Empire and Jedi mixed in. Very good. One one last thing about um, uh, Finn um, is that personally, I would like to see that interplay that we were talking to before between him and Phasma. Yeah, be on the oh, yeah. be on the same level. I yeah. would. Yes. I would kind of that like him to totally. not be a Jedi for that confrontation. No, yeah, he, yeah even yeah, if he yeah. is eventually, I I just think it makes it too like you know you're the blemish on my record. Yeah, well now. I can use a laser sword and push people with my brain. Like, yeah, that, that's not him proving anything to her. No, it's yeah, a real it, carnal. He yeah. has to beat her at her own game, just, and I think uh, it's going to be a really cool. Uh, yeah, smacking her around with like the stock of a rifle or something like that's yeah. how it has to happen. Yeah, it can't and happen. He, with... And she's got to push him to the brink too. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. It like for me, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a little bit of a remnant of empire. 
uh, Devin brings up an amazing point that that should be with those two characters and that Phasma should take him to his absolute limits to test his uh, will and his um, constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that and, – and his allegiance to these uh, new relationships that he's formed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because in all reality right now in his attempts to escape – and then even in his loyalty to the ones that the people he does have loyalty to, technically, if it wasn't for those same people, he would be fucking dead right now. So where would you like to see Ray uh, come the next one? Like, okay. do you want? Do you want to like? Are you expecting to see like a fucking montage like we got an Empire with Luke on Dagobah, or are you expecting like? Oh, I hope her, not. Pretty oh, much, but I would she, like the idea like, of a she's... training sequence, like dual training sequences and i'm not talking like rocky style training but like between the two of them and that's something that devin brought up and i'm totally stealing his point but i like it so i'm gonna claim it as my own (laughs) right on um but something again to go back to what you said Mm -hmm. to to piggyback on that would be uh, one thing about the prequels that i really enjoyed even though the execution was very poor was the camaraderie between two jedis yes something that we've never seen we you know you saw in uh, the 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 master and the padawan and although you did have that um you also had two friends and and why i like clone wars so much and why i'm so happy that it is part of the new canon and didn't get like cut out like a lot of other great mm-hmm. star wars uh side content is that um you get to actually experience the um friendship that oh for sure obi uh alludes to with luke yeah you know and you, but yeah i but that's also that's why i liked revenge of the sith the beginning you know what yeah I mean? yeah it's yeah like, it's like what do you choose to use patience patience yeah a little bit of lethal weapon in there yeah, yeah. right <laughs> you know that's some good that's some really cool just to be clear, stuff. Anakin is Riggs, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan? I'm just too old for this o- shit. Obi's Murtaugh. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't shaved the beard yet, though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want You just to look older. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think about eating a saber? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just are introduced to each other, and Obi's just like, lightsaber! <laughs> and Anakin flips him over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Obi, meet your new partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh, yeah, the saxophone. <laughs> this is going way too far off the tracks. But yeah, I like what you said because I, I really enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. really, really do. And I, I, I think that that's something that's missing. I, I I never thought about that and I thank you for bringing it up because now I'm gonna be longing for that. And if that camaraderie yeah. I don't just want it to be two buds, I want it to be two Jedi, because there's something about two people who are learning, much like our friendship would spawn out of being stuck in broadcasting school together. Mm-hmm. And of course, I dropped out and you made it through. <laughs> Testing your, you know, your fortitude is much more so than mine, clearly. Um, uh, but in any case... A Jedi wants not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the Sith of radio? I'm the Sith of radio. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> But, uh, and here we are on opposite sides of the table, staring one another down. <laughs> but in any case, yes, um, very, very much an element I want to see in the film is, is that, that, that yeah. those two people stuck in the same situation and, and, and forging a relationship as a result of that. It's, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think what also might be really cool between them, especially come like, you know, episode nine, if there's a, there's a bit of a budding, like romantic relationship, let's say between the two of them. So you got these two kind of Jedi's who they got some sort of feelings for each other, and they're going through it, and it's that would be kind of cool. A, bad, yeah. a, a badass Jedi couple just 
Nah, some shit up. I don't want to see Ray with anyone. And maybe I think I'm in the minority here. Like everyone seems to want Ray in a relationship with Poe or Finn or Chewie or something. But (laughs) I, I, you know, they didn't sexualize her at all in this film. There was one scene where the camera, like she was climbing stairs and she just happened to go out of the frame a little bit. But they wanted to show the climbing. So technically her butt came into the frame, but it was covered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the, good good for you. Like, you didn't go on any level for, like, you didn't go like, hey, here's Natalie Portman, you know, when she's not in her crazy outfits, look at how beautiful she is. And it's yeah. like, you got Daisy Ridley, like, we all know, we can see we're not fucking blind, like, she's a beautiful woman. Maybe it's just me, but, like, I don't want tits in Star Wars. I don't – just the same as I don't want to see a guy's abs in Star Wars. You know, like, I was really pissed when, like, Anakin had his shirt off in bed in the prequels. Like, it fucking bothered me because it's a world that – it's it's an asexual world. Like, we know that people procreate, but, um, you know, it's not something that, that should be at the forefront on any level. It's not something that – it's so transcendental. You don't need to put butts in the seats with, with cheap gags yeah, like that. I'm not, yeah, I'm, but I'm not, I'm not saying so much like I need to see them, like, getting down or anything like that. But yeah. what Star Wars also hasn't really shown was is a good, balanced fucking relationship between a couple. You know yeah. what I mean? Like – Han and Leia are fucking... They're not even together in this one. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it didn't work out. Um, and that's all I'm saying is that it would be kind of nice... Well, we all know what those good times they had were. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know. Made a, they made Ben. We've all had girlfriends like that. <laughs> we had good times, right? Uh, you know. Uh, I'm just gonna hug you. Not in public, she, she we was, didn't. She was, yeah, she was going for it, and Han's just like, well, I'm just gonna hug you. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna keep this at an arm's length, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Um, gonna, but yeah, okay. Any other st- theories that we want to touch on before we wrap it up and just go a quick round of favorite scenes, and and then hopefully leave it to um, the rabid internet to yell at us. Uh-huh. Uh Right. Oh, my favorite scene right now. No. Any other theories before oh, we fuck. get to them? No, I'm good. You're good. Devin, anything else you want to touch on? Anything you want to see in the future films? Any other, like, you know, important things that we feel that we have to point out? Um, no. I mean, I suspect probably uh, Hamill's going to die in the next one, and I don't You think so? At the hands of Benicio Del Toro? Uh, Who do you think is going to die? Mark Hamill. Luke. Because I, I just don't see him. I Mark just don't Skywalker. see him being, being a an important part of the third movie. I think they kind of have to do that as a new cast, like putting it together kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. That's just what I think. I Leia's going to make it through, though. I I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I really hope it it isn't. But I just suspect that that probably. Um, yeah. Some. I just think that. Fuck, man. I have the impression that I think I don't think that Daisy Ridley's character Ray is going to be fully developed as a Jedi again. But I think that the instead of uh, I have this inclination that Luke is going to bail her out in a situation, and then he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna die. I think he's gonna bail her out. I think he's gonna go the way of Yoda. I don't. I don't think he should because again, you know, if he had gone to the dark side, as we alluded to in our Star Wars debate. Um, that you wanted to see, um, then, then it would be a whole different thing than he's, you know, but at, at this point in the story, he's always done the right thing. And I think, and, and he's all, he's, he is the last of the Jedi right now, you know, and as much as, yes, there is a new Padawan per se, I think that they require a master. 
Um, and I, I would like to see him go the way of there is nothing more to, for me to teach you <coughs> and kick the bucket. That's as much as that's maybe equally as cheesy. If you got if you have to kill him, I'd rather I'd rather see him step in in the next film and kind of bail out either Daisy Ridley facing a, a full power Kylo Ren or obviously we know that the antagonist of the film is going to be Benicio del Toro so whatever his character is that there's some kind of uh, injection if you will uh, or interjection rather uh, in 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 a fight between the two of them something like that and one last one just one last thought to close on what if the balance to the force is zero there's yeah no jedi yeah no dark side, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like that would be a fitting end. I would like to see that. Yeah. Um, so it's like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't handle this beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. Also, one other thing I'd like to see, if that's okay. I know that we're running super long, but this this is going to be oh, long. This is all good. Man. This is going to be on the cutting room floor. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no. This is going to be the longest episode we've ever done. Um, so thank you for any of you guys out there listening right now. But um, one other thing that I would love to see, and I'm probably not going to get to see it, but um, I don't know the role that Benicio Del Toro is going to play. We know that presumably will be an antagonist, as I already stated, and the main antagonist of the next film, because presumably, again, Kylo Ren is training much the same way as you presume uh, Daisy Ridley's character uh, will be training. Um, I would love to see a battle between the um uh the say for example if if in fact benicio del toro is extremely evil and then you have a struggling with both sides of the force but wanting to prove that he is vader the new vader in in uh in ren and then you have the good in either luke or in um uh, ray i would love to see a lightsaber fight where Every combatant, a three-way fight where every combatant is trying to kill the other two. So Benicio Del Toro, or particularly Ren interjects. So Kylo Ren interjects in this already two-way battle. And he is trying to kill, he is trying to get rid of Benicio Del Toro's character so that he is, in fact, the cemented second-in-command to uh, Snoke. And and conversely, um, Daisy Ridley, of course, he has... He wants to kill her, and uh, or he wants to kill Luke equally. Either way, and then the each one of them is fighting the other two. I think that visually that could be incredibly stunning, mm. and it's something that we've never seen in Star Wars before. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that, and I I have this itching inclination to say that they are probably going that way because of the inner struggle with Ren and his need to prove how evil he is. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Or how committed to the dark side he is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Favorite scene. Who wants to kick it off? I'll just go. Um, favorite scene? Okay, Devin? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite scene is the end, man. Luke. The big reveal of Luke. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite scene. Um, when he takes off the hood? Yeah, yeah. And just when he looks and he... All the things that are going through his brain, you literally, he's wearing, he wears on his, you just see his face, every single thought, one by one by one, kick in. He sees this girl, who the fuck is she? 
now I'm getting the sense that my best friend just kicked the bucket, was killed by his own fucking kid, my shitty nephew. Oh, maybe you're the daughter that I didn't really know, but kind of knew, but didn't really know. And that's the lightsaber that last I saw had my hand on it. Mm. You know what I mean? That was a wicked scene. My second favorite, though, real quick, is the uh, is the let the Wookiee win Chewie freak out when Han dies. Mm. And yeah. he, he fucking blows. Fantastic, fantastic. Quickly to go back to that first point, uh, the, uh, um, I love how long it takes to get to Luke. I think that's fantastic. Mm. A lot of people complained about that. No, like, I'm why not. couldn't we just get to Luke faster and then you could say a few things? Like, fuck you. Um, no. I, I love that... It, you had to fucking work. Like, even you got there and you're like, okay, Luke's here. But he's not just, like, right there. It's not like you land and there's Yoda. Mm-hmm. You know? You land and then you got to climb a fucking mountain <laughs> to get to Luke. And you watch her climb. Like, it's brilliant. To, to, to the last remaining Jedi. Yeah. It was. It shows her determination as well, which is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> you just, you didn't need words. You knew. It was, it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I, fuck. Yeah. I loved it. I thought um, the um, the fight on the um, the uh, Death Star planet. What do you call it again? Star Killer, Star Killer Base. Star Killer Base. Yeah. Um, it, it harkened back to all of the things that I really liked about um, uh, it, the whole Into the Trap sequence from Return of the Jedi, mm. where there's. Um, you know, some people will say, like, oh, well, Empire Strikes Back had a, a great kind of multifaceted fight. Yes, there was a fight on the ground, but it was completely inconsequential. Yes. It was just people mm-hmm. getting chewed up by a fucking AT-AT. Yeah. And, yes, there was a fight in the air, but it was kind of, again, pretty pretty boring because it's not, you're not even shooting down fighters. You're just trying to trip big dogs. Like it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Kind of sucked. Um, and A New Hope kind of sucked because it was just mm-hmm. fighters. It was just... Fighters flying around and no no real um, no real action that you can track. Mm-hmm. You didn't have so much of um, uh, so much of an ability to to you know to to um, to really visualize you know this whole whole uh, conflict that's going on. Um, and and like I said, the kind of um, multi uh, tiered you know kind of people fighting. Uh, on the ground and and you know each person kind of uh mission impossible style like they've each got something to take care of like you know ray yeah. is kind of sneaking around like you know um very you know, reminiscent of obi-wan again yeah, to go yeah. back to that true, in, true. In a new hope finn and uh you know finn and han are are uh, looking for the place to put the bombs um poe is is fighting like the like there was just there was so much going on but it was all so coherent and it was all uh, kind of happening at the same uh, at the same time. You're 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 uh, getting to see all of these different sides of of um, of a fight and all all of the the different things that that your main characters have to do to really uh, solidify a win there. Very much like your favorite, Return of the Jedi. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like into the trap. If there were some if there were some star destroyers, uh, you know, blowing up Mon Calamari cruisers, that would have been that would have been it. Like, <laughs> Excellent. But so yeah, I I thought that was that was my favorite. Do you have uh, a second favorite? Yeah, my second favorite is when Kylo Ren just rips the shit out of that computer. <laughs> 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 Anything else? Well, well, the whole scene <laughs> no, no. leading up to that point, like the whole her um, testing her fucking uh, force sensitivity on Daniel Craig, and just how that whole thing plays out. I I wasn't that much of a fan of that scene no? to be honest. When but she you gets just out, loved her get, loved just, him getting angry. Yeah, yeah, just he gets so pissed off, and the two guys that come around the corner are like, nope. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was uh 
He was great. Adam Driver really, he really surprised me yeah. in that film. I, 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 I only really watched him in Girls up until then. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like, I mean, the guy with the huge blossom nose is going to be in the new Star Wars. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, but now that I see him in this and just uh, how versatile of an actor he is, I'm very much rooting for him and yeah. can't wait to see him in other work. Something that I didn't know about him um, is that he is, in fact, a veteran. And he has a um, yeah, and and one of the things he got into acting upon his return from from war um, as a uh, a coping tool to um, to deal with his um, reacclimation into kind of normal everyday society and 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 the fluctuating emotional uh, elements of, of that you know and mm-hmm. and the struggle with that um, and. And he's actually, along with a handful of other actors, part of a um, a group that actually travels to these bases and um, and and uh, allows well one another form of entertainment beyond just like a country band singing or you know a, whoever wants to come out and Bruce wave or, yeah you know that kind of thing um, <laughs> or someone telling jokes like uh, another way of uh, both interacting with the troops and also um uh, lending another form of entertainment and 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 showing how this can be a tool for um other people who return from war and and face a world that the average individual like ourselves cannot even begin to understand and mm-hmm. and subsequently cannot uh inherently um empathize with so you know you see someone that you knew and and formed a bond with before they went to war and you're, you you look at them now and it's like why are you struggling to just be you you're you well but it's hard you know um the reacclimation like the, the idea of not having to you know wake up and face the battlefield every day to just get up and have to go to the grocery store and like oh i forgot the fucking milk being the biggest thing in your life you know it's a it's a huge adjustment process and i think that that's a really really cool thing that he's doing um, along with all the you know, other people involved, and I wish I could um, cite the name of the uh, the group so that I give it proper praise. But please look into this if you're listening, because it, yeah, it's a, it's really really cool and just another way to help um, our veterans that come back um, uh, reacclimate in, in, into a world that they fought to to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my favorite scene. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but. It's one that that comes back to me. It is a little bit cheesy, and I have some issues with it. But I love the aesthetic of the the um, the final showdown between Ren, Finn, and uh, Ray. Yeah, um, I love just that. Like he's de- Ren, Kylo Ren is dealing with the uh, the wound that from the from um, Chewie's gun, and he's hitting it. And he's yelling at, at his, his purpose clearly to go out there was not Ray. His purpose to go out there was to f- kill Finn. Um, and you get to see that the, the use of those two extra little blades mm-hmm. on his lightsaber twisting in and cutting Finn's shoulder. Um, and you get to see um, how angry, but also how untrained in reality, comparatively to the Jedi's and Sith that we've seen previously, this this antagonist is um and just just these harsh wielding movements and it's 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 really uh 
excellent, excellent execution. And then, of course, um, you know, Ray kind of coming to terms with her force abilities and 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 drawing the lightsaber towards her, and it going past uh, Ren into her hand. Mm-hmm. And as much as that's kind of a cheesy moment. I actually have always loved those moments in film, just the same as the first time that mm-hmm. Neo gets up and just goes no and stops all the bullets at the end of the first great. Matrix and all these things. It's mm-hmm. a great moment for audiences, and you can't shrug that off. Well, it's also, it was also as great about well, that. Oh, Devin, yeah, he's uh, been for, doing that for a while. For the people, for the people that say, you know, how did she get so powerful when she hasn't had any training, and he has, mm-hmm. he's not expecting, first off, her to actually even be conscious, let alone uh, yeah. trying to pull it, let alone that she has any force powers whatsoever. Yeah. I guess he has some. He, he knows yeah, that he she's knows, strong with the but, force but, by that point, but he but, even offers to train her in that battle. He's also m- injured, like you said before. Not to mention, she's standing. She's standing here. He's standing here. The lightsaber's right here. So what effort yeah. does it take to just kind of just curve it a bit? Like, yeah, you don't really have to outdo his pull. You just have to. Just deflected a little. Yeah. So I, I think it probably took less effort to do what she, what she did because she, she just yeah she like just she did of, with the uh, when he was trying to read her mind he she just turned it around on him. It mm. wasn't that she actually did that. It was that she kind of the the idea that he has opened that channel and now she is just jumping onto that channel per se. You know, it's like you know hijacking a radio signal or something of this nature. Yeah. yeah it yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's a great scene. It's a good moment in the film f- for fans. I think that's one of the, in all seriousness, more fan service moments, you know, than all of the, the or more suitable ones than the Han, like, one-liners, like, the garbage shoot thing and all of that mm-hmm. shit. And then in terms of my my second favorite, um, off the top of my head, I would probably have to go with um, the very opening sequence, Um Right, right up until until Oscar Isaac's character is taken hostage. I love the idea of the like the visuals in that are are a great way to to just welcome people back into a world they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, the espionage element of it was excellent. Um, the notion of nobility and all those characters that are just normal people is fantastic. And then of course uh, Poe coming back, and then Ren stopping it, and clearly physically having to work for that. Um, and, and, but still looking super menacing, the comical exchange that doesn't take you out of the film. So many great moments in that small scene. Obviously you get to see the first chinks in, uh, um, Boyega as a stormtrooper's armor kind of turning to the, uh, side of good, or at least being opportunistic a la Han in the originals, you know, uh, all of these things. It, 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 it really is so subtly, um, welcoming you back into a world that you're familiar with it's like you you see that scene and you go yep this is star wars Mm. without even having any of your favorite characters in it for yeah you the next to be honest if you didn't have any of those characters it it wouldn't have been that unsuccessful other than that obviously to tie the story together in the way that they did i which i think they did for the most part very well yeah it it Mm -hmm. could have been a success without them because it is the characters are, are 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 um, rounded out enough that that it, you know works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, real good movie. <laughs> yeah, real, real, real treat. Yeah. Go see it again. I'm gonna. It's gonna make two billion dollars easy. Watch yeah. it on Netflix if you're in yes. Canada. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We didn't talk about this. Thank you, sir. Okay. So I'm sure that uh, we got to do this quick. If you guys are listening um, uh, from Canada right now. 
Uh, you should know that we're the only country in the world that is going to get uh, The Force Awakens on Netflix. Uh, uh, Disney obviously signed a, a new deal with Netflix, uh, which you can read about on the internet in detail because, of course, we, you know, we're just regurgitating other people's facts. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it doesn't kick in. Uh, until uh, next year. So in, anything that comes out in 2015, you're going to see on Stars uh, in the States, uh, particularly. Uh, and, and and I don't know the other networks that you know, around the world uh, that you would see it on. But um, here in Canada, actually, uh, our current uh, um, Netflix Canada's current deal is, it allows for us to, to actually see this particular Disney property that came out in 2015 um, this year. So for all you in Canada... Um, you, you're going to get to be able to watch this on Netflix, which is awesome. And for everyone else, uh, if you haven't seen it in theaters, go see it in theaters. If you're a Star Wars nut, you're going to you're going to be happy with the world you find yourself in when you watch this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We we and it's a long conversation, clearly, but we want to continue it on with you. So please go to our website, yell at us there, uh, find a, whatever way you. you choose to um we like twitter um you can yell at me on twitter at not brandon fleet uh you guys want to offer up your twitters at yr underscore homeboy i might see it someday (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh i'm at uh i'm at ant east on twitter and uh i started up another one called all you can eat man where i do reviews on uh anything all you can eat so if you like all you can eat all you can eat man right on Okay, um, if you're listening to the podcast right now, thank you, and uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, we do have generally uh, some comment or some um, clips up of what's upcoming, uh, clips from the current episodes and past episodes. We're also going to be getting into some new content next year. I kind of alluded in this conversation to uh, East uh, is currently uh, working on a podcast called Drunk with Power which you can hear on Libsyn uh-huh. and will soon be uh, um, in more places. So if you want to check that out, uh, if you want there. more of East, drunkwithpower.libsyn.com, is that correct? Yeah, that okay. as well. And then you can also just search us on uh, Facebook and type in Drunk With Power and you can like the page and cool. go to Libsyn through that. And please do the same with the Movies Room My Life Facebook page and all of that nonsense. Um, if you're watching a clip on YouTube or listening to the audio version on YouTube, um, remember to uh, check us out on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher, whatever that may be, so you can take us with you wherever you go. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I think I'm supposed to say that, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope that you would anyway. So, um, in any case, it's been a long and fun conversation. Thank you for sticking it out with us, and we really want to continue it on with you. So, please reach out to us. Um, and uh, anything else, boys? No. Thanks for hanging out with us.